Welcome to a Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Fing. We're back, man. Episode 167. Deserve. Going straight to heaven. Okay. 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven. <laughs> 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 nah. Um, all right. Uh, you know uh-huh. what? One of the funnest hobbies, and I don't know if any, like, probably mostly like black people or yeah, I don't any race actually. I don't even need to bring race into this. But like one of the funnest hobbies growing up was just freestyling with your cousins and your friends and stuff. Just you know putting on a beat from YouTube or something and just rapping. Yeah, um, I don't really remember freestyling too much back when I was a kid. We didn't really do Bro, that. Bro, we have a video on Facebook of us freestyling. Well, yeah, yeah, I know. That, that I'm was, not saying we did it all the time. That was I'm more recent. It was, a, it was a it was a good time. Yeah, I was spending them bars. Y'all didn't know I had bars, did you? <laughs> you thought I just ate candy bars. <laughs> I actually got bars. <laughs> All right, let's get right into it, man. Uh, tennis star Naomi Osaka uh, recently decided not to do interviews due to her uh, to protect her mental health. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, let's get into it. Uh, Naomi, Naomi Osaka fined 15000 by tennis officials for refusing media uh, for sake of mental health. Um, tennis champion Naomi Osaka fined 15000 after she announced she w- would not do media interviews during the French Open, saying she was prioritize- prioritizing her mental health. Uh, the fine was announced in a joint statement Sunday by the leads of the, o- the organizations that run the Grand Slam tournaments. The U.S. Tennis Association, the French Tennis Federation, uh, the All England Lawn Tennis Club in Tennis Australia. Osaka announced on social media Wednesday that she would not partake in media sessions at Roland Garros Stadium because she often felt that people have no regard for athletes' mental health. Um, Officials at the French tournament asked her to reconsider her position and tried unsuccessfully to speak with her to check on her well-being. These motherfuckers don't give a fuck. Yeah, you, she said, I'm up. not speaking to you to protect my mental health, and you're going to speak to me to yeah. check on my well being. Yeah, y'all, fuck y'all. That's ridiculous. <laughs> but we're unable to engage with Osaka, according to the statement. Naomi Osaka today chose not to honor her contractual media obligations. The Rolling Girls referee has therefore issued a $15,000 fine in keeping with the article of code of conduct, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm, I'm with Naomi, man, because here's the thing. If if you are a professional tennis player and you play tennis, these motherfuckers will ask you questions. Like if you lose a match, they'll be like, "So what was it that made you lose? You just didn't have that fire today, or what?" what? And it's like the questions they ask you is just to get a reaction. Yeah. They're not asking you questions that pertain distinctly to the match. Yeah, they'll be like, "Corday's album came out today. Did that have any effect on you missing that uh, that ball the other, you know, in that match?" And he'd be like, "What does that have to do with the match?" So yes, it had nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. He's like, uh, "Your new rapper boyfriend. He has a new album out. Um, do you, do you think he has bars?" Or <laughs> ask me about tennis, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> ask me about this goddamn shit man <laughs> yeah honestly too i think that you need to be selfish with your mental health i think that what she's doing is awesome and i think this pertains to all of us because a lot of people you keep taking the same boyfriend or girlfriend back those motherfuckers told you that they was bad for your mental health the last four times you broke up with them but you stupid and you keep stressing over that person and that's fucking up your mental health when what you should do is distance yourself from the person mm-hmm. and work on yourself. 
Yeah. That's what's best for your mental health. What Naomi Osaka is doing is she's saying, fuck you guys. My mental health is more important than that $15,000. I could wipe my ass with that fine. Fuck you guys. I am 100% on board, and I think more athletes <clears throat> should do it. I, um, I think that that's an interesting take, just kind of like basically saying that my mental health is more important than that $15,000. Yeah. I think, I think people can actually take something from that. Not necessarily... None of us are probably anybody listening to us is, are in the opportunity where they can just turn down fifteen thousand dollars, or mm-hmm. they're in a position where they're like a star tennis player or whatever. But from my standpoint, like if people um, were more willing to invest in their mental health, I think that would uh, benefit them greatly in their in you know in their everyday endeavors. Because as I know, I know some people. That will say like, oh, I'll get to, you know, the, and these are people are, that are like mentally disturbed, that are, right. like have a lot of childhood traumas and stuff. But they'll say stuff like, you know, oh, it's just too expensive or I'll get to it when I can or, the, you know, that kind of thing. But I think really if these people started to shift the way they thought and, you know, that money that they spent on um miscellaneous or you know just fun activities if they spent that same on their mental health as far as you know maybe a coach a life coach or some books or you know a therapist or something like that uh, it would benefit them greatly bro you people talk about like it's crazy how when you talk about mental health some people look at it as a weakness like oh god your mental health really Mm -hmm. and it's like yeah motherfucker my mental health i'm not gonna be walking around here unhappy sad mad uh, flipping out on people because my mental health's fucked up. Nope, mm-hmm. I, I will. I will shut things down. Mm-hmm. Like when it comes down to your mental health, there's a whole bunch of things you need to do to maintain it. You know, whether it's going to the gym regularly mm-hmm. and making sure you're. Here's the thing. A lot of people do all the things that exacerbate their mental health, and they have the nerve to talk about they care about it. I feel like your your image, right? Let's say, you know, you're a person that's overweight, right? But you're going to see a therapist. It's like part of your mental health is being happy with how you look. So actually eating a better diet and exercising and getting and and benefiting from exercise. Mm -hmm. That's also great for your mental health. Yeah, because your body is changing and you're more happy with with your appearance, which makes anybody feel good. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's one thing. Also, um, the relationships you have with people, not just romantic relationships, but business relationships. Sometimes it's some jobs that people that we work at and it's so toxic for us to go into that environment. But we do it because we want to make a fucking paycheck. Mm -hmm. I mean, how great would it feel to walk in there and say, fuck this shit. I quit. Right. And somehow you either get a different job or you work for yourself. That would be amazing for your mental health. Doing mm-hmm. what you love mm-hmm. is great and amazing for your mental health. Yeah. I, I just strongly, especially since this is still mental health month, we're at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. I strongly encourage each and every one of y'all to listen to this podcast to make sure you are selfish with your mental health. Yeah. You know, if if you and it's some people you got to stop, you got to take a break from them like it. And sometimes these people are called aunt and uncle, mom or dad. And it's fucked up to say this, but sometimes you got to be like, whoa, whoa, you doing too much. I need to take a fucking break. Yeah. Yeah. Facts. I, I know for me, part of me protecting my mental health is like maintaining a certain amount of solitude. 
Like for me, right. we we do the podcast here in this office, but also I do like other things here. Um, but most of the day I spend by myself just sitting in here. I'm, you know, I'm working on different things. I may be editing videos or editing pictures or something like that. Um, and, and sometimes like if I'm not, uh, if I don't have the mental capacity to hold a conversation, I just won't even answer the phone. And that's something that I've, you know, had to learn about myself over the past few years because, you know, if I was a person, if I answered the, I have like, and I'm not trying to make it seem like niggas just be hitting me up, but like people, some days I'll get like four or five phone calls and it don't be like regular calls. Like, Hey, you know, I'm dro- I'm coming by to drop such and such off. Like when right. people call me, it'd be like, it, it'd be 45 minutes at the least, you know, people, you know, just having a, a conversation. So if I did that five times, uh, I would just be so exhausted, you know what I mean? Mentally and physically exhausted, you know, from anything. So that's um, something that I've learned. Um, about myself. So I just think for anybody out there, like just think about those things. Um, and you, you may even need to like jot it down. Like, yo, this is how I felt after this happened, or this is how I felt after that happened and do, and, you know, think about things that can help you protect your mental health as far as like just selfish things, selfish things that you can do. Like you, like, you know, when, when somebody asks you to do something, you, you could say no, if somebody uh, you know, cause you at the wrong time. You you may just be chilling, kicking your feet up, watching Netflix or something like that. Right. And somebody call you and interrupt your 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 you time. Like you don't have to answer that phone call. Uh, you know? better. I got a better one. I got a better one. When you have <clears> sat <throat> down and say, "Hey, I want to watch this movie on Netflix," turn your fucking phone off. Mm-hmm. Devote that time to yourself. Yeah. Go make you some popcorn. Do something for yourself. Go have you if you've been working hard and going to the gym all week. Go get you a super greasy, fat, cheap meal for that day. You know, relax, sit down and spend time with yourself. What's the last time you did something for you? I have went to um, I went and sat in this little Mexican restaurant. Um, I I was actually talking to you on the phone that time, but I just sat in there by myself and it felt it felt you got to learn how to say Mexican properly, Keith. What? You said I went to a Mexican restaurant. I'm from California. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with eating. When Mexicans stop saying nigga, then I'll start saying Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <so. laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, you. I think we had talked the other day when you were at that restaurant. How was the yeah. food? Uh, if you the food, it was. Uh, I wouldn't recommend it. Honestly, it was I, just I had regular a bad experience. It's just regular. <laughs> that was a fry in my chips. So no way. There's a fry in it. Mm-hmm. Shit, nigga, that's free. What you talking about? <laughs> It's just proteins. Uh, it's just free grease, man. Yeah. Shit. I, and I just thought about like, and it was fried too. Like the fly was. You fried. just sound like you're complaining over free shit, Keith. Okay, get off your high horse. Hey, man. Get off your soapbox. When you get money Keith. out here, niggas can complain. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> podcast booming, you know what I mean? Yeah. On podcast network, you feel me? When, when Keith's net worth is like worth twenty million, he's like, "Who the fuck put this fry in my chips?" I want to speak to the chef right It'd now. Be a whole article from some liberal outlet. Like, how could he be so privileged? <laughs> Why would he complain about a fry? Keith went to a black-owned restaurant and called everybody <laughs> everybody niggers. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, crazy. Oh man. Yeah, man. I, I say, like, for me, as far as Mexican restaurants, because I want to. They, well, they're actually that is a restaurant. They have a truck and it's a restaurant. It's Tacos Buen Pastor. It's over in Lamont off high off uh, 184. Mm-hmm. They tacos is Fire. lit, lit. That's the the crazy part about um, 
the Mexican restaurants is that it's they're not all created equal. Nah, and you nah. and you know, sometimes we sometimes you'll see a spot and you'll be like, yo, I wanna just try this out. But oftentimes those be the worst experiences when you just like, yo, let me just try this spot out. I see people going there all the time. And then you go in there and you just have some fries and your chips. Yeah, it's some it's some spot. There's a lot of Mexican restaurants in town. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it don't be adding up. Like you'll be like, huh, this burrito is all right. And then you look in the back and you see that the cook uh got tattoos on his face. You be like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I ain't coming back here. <laughs> fresh out of doing a 10 year yeah, bid. I'm, I'm not coming back here. You know, you know, I was talking to this one dude, because um, when I was walking to that that restaurant. Um, he was like, he was asking me about different spots around, like, and then it was because it's a spot in the the building that we're in. It's mm-hmm. called the spot, actually. Yeah. Um, excuse me. And they have they have like burritos, they have hamburgers, they have fries, salads, teriyaki bowls. Um, so it's like a small menu. But he was asking about it because I I think he was I don't know if he was wanting like Mexican food or what. But I told him I was like, at the time he asked me they had they have like a their menu is it shuts like it it gets smaller after a certain hour so like after three uh-huh. o'clock they only start selling like hamburgers i guess i don't know if it's easier to make or whatever the case may be so i was telling them i was like yo this spot is cool but it's not like real authentic mexican food it's like i want not to call it like americanized but it ain't like yeah, you it's know, not. It's it not a restaurant. It's not like that spot that you're mentioning. It's, it's, it's not. <clears throat> it's not what Abu. Uh, that's not what uh, Abuelita makes during the holidays. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like it's like some low key like you just got some American influence in there. You know what I mean? As far as the flavors and seasonings and it's stuff like, like your that. it's like your half white aunt that's half Mexican, half white made yeah. the food. Yeah, and she dated black man. <laughs> 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 you hear about that J-Lo special they got down there? <laughs> it's called the J-Lo meal. If you don't hurry up and eat it, it'll just run off the fucking plate. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, man. Yeah, what's up with J-Lo? You see J-Lo's, I guess she was back with Ben Affleck now. She was like, they've spotted them together. That's um, crazy, man. I just pray for J-Lo's mental health out here, man. Right, man. She is using men as a <laughs> fucking, using men as a, as a uh, emotional, uh, what emotional, uh, what do you call it, a, a, a pin cushion. Yeah. Crazy. You see P. Diddy shooting a shot? Yeah. He posted a throwback Thursday with J-Lo? Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. I don't know. I think the way... I think we need to be more mindful of the way we move out here as far yeah. as like dating and stuff. Um, even more so when you're in the public eye. Yeah, that's ridiculous. If this was all going on behind doors, I think I'm just judging the way she's moving. Like she just left uh, the A-Rod. Now she with another Rod and Ben Affleck. So it's just like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. And my thing is, I don't want to be too opinionated about somebody's love life. But I will say it just strikes me that J-Lo is bored of men. I think she's bored. <clears throat> I think that men only keep her so. I, I think a lot of people in general, like they love new, mm-hmm. meaning they like new relationships. Like everything is new. They like new. Mm-hmm. And then once you once time starts to get put in, they get bored and they move on. I think then. Have you ever heard a woman say, like, I just get bored easy. Yeah, I've heard a lot of women say I get bored, and they, they need w- some sort of excitement. They need some sort of excitement, yeah. so they gotta once they break up with this dude, they on another date the following Monday. Yeah, 
<laughs> and J-Lo could get any guy she wants. That's another reason, too. She yeah. still looks really good for her age, man. So yeah. it's, yeah, I would totally date J-Lo right now. Uh, but um, that would never happen. Uh, cause I, shout out to J-Lo. Shout out to J-Lo. Mm-hmm. Um, J-Lo, if you hear this, um, I want some of that J-Lo special you got going on right now. That that double back. Yeah, I got a double back. She double back to Ben Affleck? Come on now. Yeah, I don't know. Ben Affleck must have been dropping some dick off. That nigga Ben. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> he, did, he did play Batman. He might have learned something from the movie or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, switching do you, gears. Do you want this cock? <laughs> in, the, in his Batman voice? <laughs> I'm back, J-Lo. <laughs> I'm a little bit different this time. <laughs> I got some bat cock. <laughs> I don't have black cock, but I got bat cock. BBC. <laughs> Big bat cock. <laughs> oh, oh, my man. God. That's crazy. Yeah, Batman is the most privileged uh, uh, superhero ever. This you know what I realized? don't got no real powers. He's just rich. Yeah, I, this is a slight tangent, but I was... I watched Wonder Woman, the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen it. <clears throat> yeah, I watched like, I probably watched like 60% of it. Mm-hmm. And then I finished the other 40%. Like, I watched it long months ago. And then I just, like, when it first, like the week or two after it came out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dang, I never even finished this movie. So I was editing some pictures and I was like, man, let me just finish watching this movie. So I threw the, the rest of the movie on. And then I had this realization um, when I was watching it. It's not nothing new, uh, but it was. It was like the reason why um, DC superheroes fall flat is because they are too powerful. There's no relatability in there. Like, Mm. so when I watched the movie, she goes through the whole movie and it's Wonder Woman. She's a guy. You know what I mean? So there's just nothing really that can hurt her. You know, she's deflecting bullets. She can fly. She can. She got her, uh, her lasso and all this. Like, there's just nothing you can do. So what they try to do is try to create these scenarios where she kind of gets weaker, but it never watching a DC movie. Does it feel like, like, dang, it may not work out for them. You know what I mean? They're on top the whole time. Yeah. And that doesn't make for great cinema. They need to make a new, a new Wonder Woman movie. Like they need to make one where she like going through a hot girl summer trying to find herself. Like Wonder (laughs) Woman when they, when she first like became herself. Yeah. Like Wonder Woman going through a whole phase. (laughs) (laughs) God damn. The opening scene is her on TikTok twerking. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'd be some dude walking up to her at a party. He's like, "Hi, my name is uh, Wonder Woman." Really? Uh, my name is Jamarius. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Mr. Marcus. Hey, hey, you know what's funny? Why do they always have these very generic names when it comes to like telling stories? Like once upon a time, there was a guy named Bob and a girl named Sally. Mm-hmm. Like, what if they modernized it? Like, yeah. you know, once upon a time, there was a guy named Jamarius and a girl named Tyquisha. <laughs> Too many syllables, man. Yeah, I know it's too much. <laughs> Mom, what's a Tyquisha? <laughs> <laughs> we gotta do better. We gotta do better with the names. Yeah, that's I, I don't like <clears throat> those names. Yeah, there's somebody named Tynesha Mad as a motherfucker too. <laughs> I ain't listening to y'all podcasts no more. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> that's name shaming. Yeah, right. We get canceled for name shaming. Yeah. Yeah, we could get canceled for that. You know, they now they got a transracial going on. You know, where you could be... It's a real thing. It's a real thing. Yeah. You can be um, 
you could be Pacific Islander. You could be white and be like, I identify as a black man. I identify as a strong black man. Yeah. And they'll have red hair looking <laughs> looking like Conor McGregor. Yeah. <laughs> I identify as a black man. <laughs> looking like, what's that guy? Uh, uh, Sean King. Yeah. Yeah. Sean King is like <laughs> 3% black. I don't know what's up with that guy, man. That thing is pasty. Sean King, it, he looks like. I don't know, dude. He looks racially ambiguous. Yeah. He looks like he could be uh, uh like diet black, um possibly Latino, um white guy with uh with a black haircut. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the what curly the fuck. Hair. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what the fuck Sean King is. All right, switching gears. Um WNB player uh, Liz Cambridge was body shamed by a coach. I'll read this article. Right here, a Connecticut Sun coach fined, suspended for offensive comment about Las Vegas Aces star Liz Cambridge. Uh, it says uh, Connecticut Sun general manager and coach Kurt Miller have been fined ten thousand dollars and will be suspended one game for a comment he made about Las Vegas Aces list uh, star Liz Cambridge. Um, during Sunday's game, the WNBA announced on Monday Cambridge Cambridge. Uh, posted a lengthy story on Instagram after the game saying Miller tried to get a referee to call a foul in a son's favor by mentioning her weight. According to Cambridge, um, Miller uh, Miller remarked to the referee something along the lines of, come on, man, she's 300 pounds. <laughs> in, in her Instagram post, Cambridge corrected him saying she is six foot eight, 235 pounds because she just weighed herself so she can be right and have all the facts. And that she is very proud of being a big, a big bitch. I will never let a man disrespect me ever, 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 especially a little white one, Cambridge said. Adding later, don't ever try to disrespect me or any other woman in the league. Miller issued a camp a statement Monday morning apologizing to Cambridge and the Aces organization. I made an inappropriate and offensive comment. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, fuck all that. All right, look, here's my thing, right? Um, I think that the whole idea of equality falls flat when things like this happen. And this is why I say this. People talk about body shaming, this, that, and the third, body shaming women. Let's be very clear. It is a part of male nature to insult each other, right? Which is what that coach was probably doing, which he could do to a man and a man wouldn't react. Okay, for like in, in the black community, we got a cousin like that's overweight and we make up pet names. Like, hey, that's Fat Danny. Hey, Fat Danny, get your fat bitch ass in here. Right? Fat, like, fat. Yeah, fat, fat. And in, in the Latino community, everybody in the Latino community got a cousin they call Gordo. They, he don't even got a name no more. They say, Gordo. And mm-hmm. he's like, hey, what's up, fool? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> he ain't got a name no more. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, you can't do that to women. Women are not built like us. They can't handle that type of scrutiny. So when you say, man, she 300 pounds. She's not going to take that. She's not going to take that lightly, even in a world where women, you know, say, you know, like you mentioned, we were talking. We can't. We The idea of equality as far as women being treated properly in a workspace. I'm all with that. But we can't have this idea of this utopia, you know, where equality is like that's just not going to work. Yeah. Women cannot take that type of um, I want to say scrutiny. They're just not built like men to take those type of things on because she went and like she went and weighed herself. That's how bothered she was by that comment. Am I 300? 
Yeah, yeah I'm at three hundred. And by the way, this woman is sexy as fuck. But she's six foot yeah, she eight. Good. She's six foot eight. She's a big woman. She's six foot eight. She's not fat. She has a nice body. Everything. Mm-hmm. But there is a certain amount of insecurity there. And what I've learned about not just women but men in general, I've learned that the most insecure people are oftentimes the loudest. And they do the most. If you go to her Instagram and look at her photos, she's always, she got her titties out, her booty is out, everything. She's always got these provocative photos, but she is on the defense so much that she's weighing herself. And But then she her, her point falls flat because she was like, I'm not going to let anybody disrespect me, especially a little white man. Uh, Hello? That's called hypocrisy 101. <laughs> you yeah. fucking are mad at him for saying, oh, she's 300 pounds, but you call him a little white man. Mm-hmm. This is hypocrisy. And let's Did be- you call her a hippo? No, I said it's hypocrisy. <laughs> Hungry hippos. <laughs> <laughs> hungry, hungry hippos. Remember those Saturday morning commercials? <laughs> and you be pressing that button in the fucking mouth, be like, <laughs> gumballs and shit flying over the place. <laughs> <laughs> oh man crazy yeah but i think uh it's it's like you hit it right on the head as far as this equality i think um we have to really really think about and understand what we want as far as society right. goes right because <clears throat> when i think of the term equality i think of us being able to communicate with one another how we right. communicate you know boy to boy girl to girl girl to boy whatever that across the board is the same, you know, as far as salaries and stuff is the same as far as, um, you know, just overall, overall in everyday things, we just treat each other equally. Right. But what happens is, is um, there be there, there will be things where it's OK for her to call him a little white man. and She doesn't get fined. Nope. But. What he said wasn't actually disrespectful. No, it's it just, was just like it's just like jargon during a, a sporting it's event. A satire. If if and it's not true even. Um, like I'm sure we've been in like sporting events when yeah. you know we'll be playing freaking Centennial or uh, a school from Fresno or something like that, and it's a dude out there that's like six five, three hundred pounds or something right. like that, just like a huge kid, and we may over exaggerate, like yo, that that kid's like six, the kid's like six nine, four hundred pounds, like what are we supposed to do, that right. kind of thing. Then that's just, that's kind of the tone that it sounded like when he when he spoke about that, and I think above anything. Um, you know, she she kind of presented herself as you know being very confident. Right. And, you know, she got all this stuff on her page. Like, first of all, when something is not true, um, if you were secure with yourself, then it probably would probably wouldn't affect you that much. You know what I mean? She knows she's not three hundred pounds, but she also probably feels in her heart that she has uh, a very complicated relationship with her weight. Um, and one thing that I did notice scrolling through her Instagram is that she did put on, she put on, um, if you go scroll all the way down to the bottom and you go up to the top, oh, you'll yeah. see their gradual, she, she gained a little bit of weight. She's, I'm sure she's a little bit older. I don't know how old she is, but 29. Yeah. I'm sure she Your just kind of, she just gradually, um, you know, me, if you look at my Instagram, you know what I'm saying? I probably put on, I probably got a little thicker over the years too. You know what I mean? Thick. <laughs> But you know, it's just it's just the nature of the thing. But I, I just think go to thickkeith dot com <laughs> to see Keith's thick photos. Go to thickkeith dot com. 
<laughs> Enter discount code Thick Kid. <laughs> Got a promo code. Yeah, yeah dang. <laughs> nah, but um, I think that um, this this was only an is- an issue because of the insecurity. I'm sure there's a lot of these conversations that go on um, throughout the course of a game. And I think I think do you think that if there was a female head coach that said the same thing that this would be an issue. I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. I. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just don't think that we should be tiptoeing around women. Mm-hmm. I, I think that you should respect women. Don't get me wrong, but I just feel like there's certain times where um, it exposes the ideas that people. This utopia that you mentioned that women want, like. And you, you got Steve Harvey writing books like Think Like a Man. You can never think like us. Yeah. You can never be like us. And that's fine. Be yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. But don't. But please understand that we move differently. Mm-hmm. We move. We just do. Mm-hmm. We just do. And that's not to say um, it's OK to disrespect women. <clears throat> but like, dog, with basketball in the middle of a sport, that's the type of shit that gets said all the time. I think I think, too, is that we reach for. This is like a liberal ideology. I think we're reaching for being offended. And I think right. it's also coming down to this whole body shaming thing. Yeah. Um, because I think body shame, by definition, you know, it could be deemed as like saying something disrespectful about someone's body. But what ha- what and you speak about this a lot. Um, there's this idea that there's like some people believe that there's no good or bad things that happen. It's just like life just happens. Right. Right. So, um, I say that to say like, if we're describing something, um, and it's a compliment, then it's not body shaming. But if someone, if if you're, if you're saying something about someone that they don't necessarily like, then it's body shaming. So if, Somebody Liz Cambridge's uh, thing, uh, her Instagram comments or whatever is like, dang, girl, you thick or you got some, you know, you got some nice titties or whatever the case may be. Um, That's just how we describe certain things. If it's negative, then it's an issue. Right. And we you talked about how a lot of people have to we got to like stop removing the or we got to start removing these expectations of what you, Wait, what people are going to. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That has to stop. Mm-hmm. I was I gave an example to Keith earlier. I took my hat off and I put it on the table and I said, imagine if there's like 10 or 12 people to walk in. Maybe a few would be like, hey, I like your hat, man. I like your hat. But what are you going to do when they say, damn, that's an ugly hat? So you so your expectations only allowed you to see the compliments. But when somebody says something bad, you can't fucking take it. Mm-hmm. We live in a society that people will completely just they will just just it, it will obliterate a person if they are not praised. Mm-hmm. And here's the problem for not just her, but just anyone. But as a woman that will get on Instagram and is perfectly fine with putting her body out there. Right. Right. You understand that there's a certain amount of affirmation that comes from that. You get the hard eyes. You get the damn you fine. Oh, my God. And, be, and But here's the thing. What if somebody says something that's bad? Now what you going to do? Yeah. You going to say that they body shaming and this and that. You put your body on display to be affirmed. What the fuck do you expect? Mm-hmm. I don't walk around body shaming women and talking bad about them. But let's be very fucking clear here. If I walked around and I, let's say I'm posting photos on Instagram and in each photo I got on gray, gray sweatpants and I'm grabbing my dick 
in every photo and somebody says like nobody wants to see your dick stop grabbing it why are you doing that and i'm like why are you body shaming me i've literally put my dick on display for everybody to see and i'm mad now because somebody said it made them uncomfortable or they didn't like it that's how ridiculous this sounds also body shaming is only for women a hundred percent. Yeah. Because women have no problem body shaming men. You will turn right the fuck around and say, oh, he's too short. Oh, he's too broke. No, I don't want no scrubs. Oh, you don't. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you have, it's okay for you to have an opinion on a man being broke or too short or too ugly. You know how many times I hear women like, oh, no, girl, he's too ugly. Oh, oh, oh. That's not body shaming. Come on now. We cannot live in a world with these fucking one-sided narratives. That needs to stop. Mm -hmm. That needs to stop. That needs to stop. You know how many men probably get body shamed for having small cocks? (laughs) They probably like, you shouldn't be talking shit with your small ass dick. (laughs) How many times I've heard girls outside of bars and clubs be like, that's why your dick is little anyways. Fuck you. Mm -hmm. That's not body shaming? Now, am I saying the average woman is walking around body shaming men mm-hmm. i'm not saying they do it but it's a lot of women like oh okay let me give you an example there's a, a judge her name is judge faith beautiful woman right and she was basically talking about how she met her husband and how he was everything she wanted how he had integrity he was a hard worker all this stuff and but she said uh but he wasn't six foot two but you know he's he's great mm-hmm. imagine if a man said yeah, she's everything I ever wanted. She's not a size three, but she's great. Can you imagine the fucking outrage if a here. man said, yeah, she's great. She's not a size three, but she's great. Mm-hmm. Women need to look at the hypocrisy. I think the, the problem ultimately is, is that we're men having an opinion. Now, some men are downright fucked up. Some men are disgusting. Some men are like, your tits are saw, your tits are hanging and you, you're out of shape and you don't look good. And insults, that's that's not right. I'm not with the disrespect in the women like that. But two things are true. When you are putting out a product and that product is not and that product is your body and somebody doesn't agree with it, it's not always body shaming. Sometimes it's just an opinion. Yeah. <clears throat> but it, but oh, I'll, I'll finish this one last <laughs> thing. And in the in the in like the 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 idea of what happened to her on the basketball court. That was more or less satire. Mm-hmm. That wasn't really to be taken literally. He knows she's not 300 pounds. Yeah, he knows she's not 300 pounds. She looks nothing of the sorts of 300 pounds. Mm-hmm. He knows that. But as being a coach and watching professional basketball, female basketball players who are highly skilled mm-hmm. and who worked hard and who are hard-nosed, tough women mm-hmm. playing a professional sport, he felt that he could say that because he probably had said that a million times with men. And this this proves the point that men and women don't they don't move the same. Mm-hmm. So that, that was my point. Yeah, I think uh, kind of going back to that point, you said where it's that I think we the the whole body shaming term, it just gets um, it just was created to divide people right. in a sense. Um, I think above anything like. A lot of times it's not necessarily body shaming. It's just describing somebody. So yeah. if like Coyle Ray, you know, she got a lot of, I don't know if she got, I don't know, would, I would call it backlash, but mm-hmm. 
um, she posted some pictures and she's a, she's a petite girl mm-hmm. and, you know, people were calling her skinny and people were like, yo, why are you guys body shaming her? Um, I go back to the, what you, the way you describe judge faith, you know, the first thing you said was she's a beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so the same thing with, you know, describing stuff we see on the internet. If there's a girl in there, we scrolling through, she got a fat ass. You'd be like, yo, and you sitting around your friends or whatever. You might be like, yo, she got a fat ass. Same same goes for what would be deemed as body shaming. It's just mm-hmm. how we're we're describing people. You know what I mean? Now, that, <clears throat> I think that is, it is a real thing from this way, where if a guy is trying to make a pass at you or trying to talk to you and you'd be like, oh, I have a boyfriend. You're like, fuck you then, bitch. You fat anyways. I've heard men do that before. Yeah. I've heard men do that. Well, fuck you then, bitch. You stuck up anyways. Mm-hmm. And... There's men that do that, but let's be very clear, ladies. This is not the average guy. Stop making it. Stop making it like we're all walking around doing this. Yeah. This girl, I sent this girl today. She posted, "Men need help." There, okay, there was a picture of this girl of uh, I think it was Kylie Jenner, and then next to it was this astronaut, this girl that was trying to, that was in NASA or something, and it was a picture, and it says like, "Be careful who your daughters are looking up to and role models." Blah 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 blah, like whatever, right? And then some girl said. Men need help. Like, uh, I bet you that that girl that's going to astronaut is being harassed and objectified every day. And men are doing this and that. I'm just like, oh, my God, shut up. She's like she's saying that she thinks this is happening. Yeah. She's saying that that girl that's going into to NASA is being harassed and she every day. <laughs> like one, you don't know that multiple see, people, people need to understand that multiple things are true. It's true that men do harass women. But it's also true that every guy is not harassing women. Yeah. Like, this shit is too much. That's a lot of regular dudes out there. Just regular. Regular dudes. I don't... I don't. I, I personally can speak for myself and Keith. We don't walk around disrespecting women. We don't. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to kiss your fucking ass. I'm not going to tell you what you, know, you want to hear. i eat it. Yeah. Unless I'm, if I'm about to eat some ass, it would be a little bit of disrespect. Yeah. <laughs> not disrespect. I was I'm, talking about kissing it. Oh, oh, oh! No, I said I was talking about eating ass. You said I'm not gonna kiss your ass, and I said unless you about unless I'm about to eat it. Yeah, and that's when I was like, if I'm about to eat, I'm about to get a little disrespectful. Oh, that's, okay, I got that's you. what I meant. Yeah. God damn it, Keith, you missed out on a great joke <laughs> because you fucking body shame my joke. <laughs> I wasn't able to get it off. God damn Imagine, you! You know how like um, you know how uh. In you like in school, you would write the essay. Mm-hmm. It's like the intro, the mm-hmm. body, right. and then the outro, or the like the I guess I wouldn't call it the outro. That I don't know what you would call it, but not the conclusion. That's a yeah, science. the conclusion. That's yeah, a, yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. So intro, outro, and uh, intro, body, and conclusion. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you know you were in school and some teacher was like, yeah, just the the, the paragraphs in your body were just they just weren't really connecting with the theme of your uh, of your essay. And then it would, they created this whole uproar. It's like, my teacher body shame me. <laughs> <laughs> my teacher body shame my essay. <laughs> she, she body shamed me and called me an essay at the same time. <laughs> this is racist. I'm not even Mexican. God damn. <laughs> Oh man, people are crazy, man. I say that to say that that's where we're moving to. I feel like everybody is, um, you know, being offended by everything. They're trying to 
cancel any and everybody for saying you know saying any and everything and it's right. just like man it's it's tough that's why that's why it's refreshing to hear comedians or right I, i'm i'm sure like even some people listening to our podcast that they may not necessarily agree with um what we're saying as far as like the the joke or the you know us you know obviously we're joking most of the time we don't have any uh hate or you know, we don't feel any way about, you know, disrespecting like Mexicans or Chinese people or women or whatever. A lot of times it's just, it's just jokes. But mm-hmm. um, I think that's refreshing for people to hear when yeah. it's like, yo, like, you know, it's OK for us to be disrespectful sometimes as long as it is it as long as it's in the context of a joke. You know? I don't think it's ever OK <laughs> to be disrespectful. I just think that if it's a joke. It's satire. Mm-hmm. And it's not even being disrespectful at that point because the yeah. person is in on the joke. They're not the joke. They're in on it, which makes it different. Um, but yeah, man, I, 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 it's just weird. It's, we just live in a very weird time where people are looking to be offended by things. Mm-hmm. Um, and personally, I'll be like my whole relationship with women in regards to like uh, telling them anything. When I see, I see women that I know personally. That will pop up on a photo and they'll look great. They got a nice body. And guess what I say? Absolutely nothing. I don't say, oh, great photo. You look beautiful. I don't even give women compliments mm-hmm. ever. The only time I ever give a woman a compliment is if it's been like I, I, I give them very seldomly, mm-hmm. very seldomly, because first of all, I know women get compliments all the time. Mm-hmm. And if I find myself being attracted to them. I like to build rapport with who I am and my personality. And then I finally give them a compliment mm-hmm. and it's the compliment is more valuable because they know that I put some thought behind it and it mattered, but I don't go on Instagram just complimenting women. Mm-hmm. I just don't do that. Mm-hmm. I think as men, men need to also realize that they don't always need to say something. They don't need to say, damn, you got a big booty. Like, don't like in real life, you would not walk up to a woman and just be saying shit like that. Mm -hmm. Don't say that. Just don't don't do that because it it might fly on social media, but it might creep a woman out in Mm -hmm. real life. If you like, wow, you got a nice booty. How you doing? Yeah. Like that shit, especially if you're not attractive. If you if you if you are uh, if you are what a woman wants and you say like, wow, you have an amazing body. My name is Chad. They'll be like, oh, my name is Jessica. Mm-hmm. But if you're like, wow, you have an amazing body and you're 350 pounds and you're five foot eight, they'll be like, I'm calling the police. Yeah. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan is like a god of saying whatever. He oh, yeah. Right Michael now. B. Jordan would be like, man, I sure could use some pussy. He could and walk then- into the own network and be like, Oprah, you got a fat ass. Give me a billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> like oh Michael <laughs> I like it when you get disrespectful <laughs> oh my god you'll never guess what just happened Michael B. Jordan just body shame me <laughs> oh man that's crazy that's yeah. it. it's, a, yeah. it's a compliment like, now huh? yeah oh, like, oh my god <laughs> Let, let's be clear man um this whole idea of the body shaming shit. And I think also, too, in regards to social media, I feel like I feel like a lot of women are crucial on themselves. Yeah. I've never said, you know what? Um, I don't like the way her eyebrows look. Her eyebrows is off her cheekbones. She's not contouring right. 
men, men don't ever fucking say shit like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if they are saying things like this, they probably don't like women. Yeah. And, and, and that's no slight to anybody that's gay, but mm-hmm. truth be told, I'm not that crucial on women's looks. I'm a regular, mediocrely average looking guy. I don't walk around judging women's looks like that. I just mm-hmm. don't. Mm-hmm. My thing is, it's hard enough to find a solid human being. Like, a solid woman with a decent heart is hard to find. I'm not hung up on looks. It, the thing with looks, too, is that they... Um, Subjective, too. Yeah, but not that, but I'm sure they always say, like, even Holly Berry got cheated on. Even Beyonce got cheated yeah. on. So, <clears throat> basically, what I'm trying to say is, like, one day, Jay-Z can wake up and as beautiful as Beyonce is, be like... She just cool. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is there has to be something more there. It, yeah, it can't true. just be the looks or the my girl is the most beautiful person in the world. Cause the look, looks it. don't keep nobody. Yeah. Looks don't keep anybody. I, I get tired of people being so shallow. Like, look, JLo got cheated on. Look at her. And it's like, shut up. Mm-hmm. Stop using looks as a metric for a successful relationship. <clears throat> mm-hmm. You know how many successful relationships exist with two ugly motherfuckers and they doing just fine, but you don't point at them. Yeah. You got to always find the most attractive women and the most attractive people and be like, see, looks didn't keep them. They never fucking did, you idiot. Yeah, it never was the metric for a successful relationship. I seen two crackheads walking down the street holding hands. I mean, <laughs> what the fuck? I'm sure crack has a lot to do with that relationship. Yeah, as soon as he probably stops supplying crack, then that they might get a divorce. Yeah. They do say love is a drug, so love is a drug. So is crack cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. I don't know. I could imagine him proposing with a crack rock. Oh, I'd be like, will you will you join my hand? And, no, no. Will you join my, my pipe and crack matrimony for the rest of our lives? Crack crackrimony? Gosh, dang. That's crazy. Will you take part in this meth pipe with me? <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, man. Uh, well, there's that, man. Uh, mm-hmm. Switching gears. Men with daddy issues. Um, shout out to Wayno, man, is Hear Me Out podcast, man. I, I, I caught this when I was listening to it. And this was a great point. When we talk about daddy issues, it's more or less uh, talking about like women are the topic of discussion when they talk about daddy issues. Let's be clear. Men got just as much or more daddy issues than women could ever have. The shit that men be doing a lot of times is because they did not have a good male figure or they had a fucked up one in the house. Mm-hmm. The shit that men be doing when you go to a nightclub or and there's always men out there fighting. They go to clubs looking to start altercations. You know what I'm saying? Men men will fucking kill a friend over a woman. Yeah. The shit that men be doing. I think that we've the daddy issue has been a negative connotation and it's just it's been linked to women and the shit that they do. And, and reserved he, to strippers. Yeah, and exactly reserved to strippers and porn stars. Like they strippers and porn stars because mm-hmm. you know they got daddy issues. But what about drug dealers and uh, <laughs> and whoever whoever else is on the other side of that extreme? Yeah, and it's a, it's a little bit fucked up that it only points to what women are doing. And I think it's because in in a way, like we just talked about Liz Cambage, but I also think that as men, we 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 could. 
not distort narratives, but we control the narratives. As, mm-hmm. as men, we can say something and it holds more weight than women. It just does. That's just the reality of the world, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But yeah, nobody it holds talk- more weight than women. Oh fuck! You gonna get me canceled? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this nigga's cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's crazy, man. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that, and also let's be clear too. I think that it's important for a young man to have a woman figure in the house because yeah. I grew up, you know, and my mom was there first, and then due to due to uh, circumstances, she was not in the home. And I feel like, like they say, like a young woman needs a male figure in the house, and that's important. But I think a man also needs his mom because you. You have to learn how to coexist with women. And a lot of men, even men raised by their mothers, don't know how to coexist with women. Mm-hmm. They, some of the disrespectful shit they be saying and doing. I, well, I don't care, bitch. You fat anyways. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not okay to do that. I've yeah. heard that shit a few times. Yeah. Uh, quite a few times growing up. And I'm like, yo, really? Yeah. Did you really just call her a bitch and call her fat? Mm-hmm. You wanted that fat pussy just a minute ago, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, man. That's, that shit is... That fat wop. Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with fat pussy, too. Niggas' tunes be changing quick when they get turned down. Yeah, when they, when, when men get rejected, too. That's also a daddy issue. When you get rejected, you want to just flip out. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck you. I don't care, bitch. And it's like, dog, you you caught, you flipping out, calling women bitches, and you are emotional. You know uh-huh. the, the thing that women get accused of a lot? Yeah, that was going to be my point. Yeah. One thing that Wayno <laughs> said, too, is like, not only women are emotional, like men are emotional too. Very. That's like this this running narrative that people have in relationships. Like, oh, my girl is emotional, and she be she yeah. she get mad about anything. I think I think both roles are emotional. I just think we put our emotions in different, different places. places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not emotional. My girl is emotional. All right, Mister Punch a hole in the wall. Yeah. We got you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mr. Punch a hole in the wall. Mr. <laughs> go buy a 24 pack and drink it because you mad. Yeah, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, yell and scream and make no sense. Yeah, Mr. Project all of your insecurities or anger on your wife because you don't know how to how to express yourself. Yep. Yo, mm-hmm. we, me and Keith are very aware of these type of men because we've seen them and we know them. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. A lot of them we can call family. You know, family friends, (laughs) family and family friends. So we Mm -hmm. know this. Yeah. But yeah, man, I think the whole emotional or daddy issues thing. This is not a woman issue. This is a people problem. Yeah. I think that, uh, yeah, you you hit it right on the head. I think I think that was like powerful to what Wayno said. His podcast is interesting because it it sounds like he's just kicking it and just you know, just talking, but right. he'd be dropping a lot of like really, really good information. Right. And, uh, this was one of the points that he made. And I was just like, dang, that's, that's right. Um, cause I mean, I think that almost no matter how you were raised, there's some form, there's some form of like daddy issue or mom issue there, mm-hmm. you know, because you could, you could, you know, your parents could get you out of the house. You could, you know, get your degree, go on to get a really good job. And, you know, everything could seem okay on the surface. But there are um, like some, I don't call it skeletons in your closet, but there's some stuff under the surface to where yeah. people, you know, people haven't necessarily dealt with yet. You know, yeah. there, there could be, I know for me, man, I love my mom to death. But one of the things that I 
think about as an adult and something that I would probably do different with my children is to uh, be more present at the um, at the sporting events. Right. My mom, my mom would like drop me off at games and then pick me up after the, the game is over. And I didn't necessarily need her there to like encourage me or anything, but it's just something that I um, that I noticed as I got older. And, you know, it'd be when you when you when your friends are there and your your teammates are there and they got their their dad and their uh, mom, you know, watching their game and stuff like that. That's just, you know, something that that I, you know, came to realize as I got a little bit older. So even when I got older, I didn't even expect them to be there. So I would just go out and do my thing and then go home or whatever. And she'll ask how the game went. And I, you know, I'll tell her how it went. But I say that to say, like, as far as we all have issues and it it may not necessarily be something where your mom left you or your dad left you. It's just stuff that we got to deal with and stuff that, you know, if we don't compartmentalize and we don't like check it and we don't, you know, uh, and we aren't self-aware enough to to realize these things are affecting us in our relationships. It's going to keep, you know, it's going to be a cycle. Right. Mm -hmm. The cycle. Yeah. And you have to break those generational cycles or curses. Mm -hmm. And just because your dad or your mom was there don't mean you don't have daddy or mommy issues. Yeah. Because a lot of times what parents fuck up is they pass down these traumas and we inherit them. And instead of replicating it, what we need to do is blow them up. Mm -hmm. You you listening to this? You have a mommy and daddy issue. We pretty much all do. Mm -hmm. But what we have to do is take it, refine it and turn it into something great. Mm-hmm. You know, like if, if you're like you mentioned, your parents not making it to sporting events and you have a child and they're invested in something and they love it. I want you to see my face at that event. I want you to know that I care. Yeah. I want you to know that I'm interested in what you're doing and that I support you. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I think that that goes a long way, uh, even with uh, it, even it, it like there's so many things that parents get right and wrong. They're humans at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And you start to learn that more and more as you get older. Mm-hmm. You look at your parents as human beings and people more as you get older and you be like, hmm, you really fucked up there. I love you. But yeah, you fucked up. Yeah. I, I'm going to make sure I don't do that. Mm-hmm. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to make sure I definitely don't do that. Mm-hmm. You you learn what to do and what not to do from your parents. Mm-hmm. You know, the and what not to do is also important. Mm-hmm. They may have prayed for you and loved you and fed you and clothed you, but then they probably didn't set you up for your future. They yeah. probably didn't have any information that really could have helped you out financially. Mm-hmm. There was no, there was no, I knew a dude that I went to school with. This dude had a house in his name at the age of 18. This dude's credit was on point. He had a car. His parents set him up. And here I am. I was just a regular kid, poor, going to school. I ain't have shit. Yeah. But a nice pair of jeans. I, I think a- that, <laughs> I think a lot of black kids, um, you know, I'm sure not necessarily black kids, but just impoverished people. Um, a lot of our traumas are associated with being poor. Like I, I would be embarrassed to like um, have my friends know where I live. I remember there was once we were talking about like, uh, we're just talking about where we live in our, in our houses and stuff like that. And one of my friends was like, yeah, we got like a three bedroom house, two stories or whatever. Um, you hear that? The hell's that noise? Like some fireworks or something. It's, yeah, these motherfuckers stay. They love fireworks. That's so annoying. I would, yeah. It's just so. Annoying. Hi, my name's Bob. I love fireworks, even without the Fourth of July when it's illegal. I'm a fucking dweeb. <laughs> Go ahead, Keith. <laughs> yeah, but so like uh, uh, some of my friends, like when we were in elementary school, we would just be talking about like our living spaces. So one of the guys, excuse me, 
one of the guys would be like, yo, I got a uh, like a three bedroom house, two stories. Another guy would be like, yo, ours is like three bedroom, two bathroom. And then me, I had a lie. I would be like, uh, ours is like three. And when in reality, I grew up in a two bedroom apartment with like four kids. And you know what I mean? Like we was just kind of cramped in there. But just that 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 um desire not to be embarrassed you oh, know yeah. what i mean i know how that feels <clears throat> mm-hmm. I've, I've felt that many times mm-hmm. i felt that when you know I, I go to school and my clothes wasn't very nice mm-hmm. and you know i'll start getting clowned and and it was just it felt demoralizing because i wasn't i wasn't in on the joke mm-hmm. i was the topic of discussion i was the joke i know how it feels to you know be made fun of because you know your shoes are starting to come apart and shit Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not a good feeling. You know, some people would some people that don't know me will look at my life from the outside looking in. And I don't really give much people I don't give people much to really go off of because mm-hmm. I don't post a bunch of personal shit. Yeah. But some people would be like, oh, Eddie had a great upbringing and he was. uh, Yeah, yeah. He was he, he was raised with this and that. And blah, blah. Like, man, I grew up poor, homie. Mm-hmm. I grew up straight up poor. Mm-hmm. You know, how they, what's the what's that uh, NWA straight out of straight out of uh, Compton? Mm hmm. I was straight out of food stamps. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I'm talking about the food stamps before that little EBT card. I had cash stamps and a booklet. Yeah. You weren't swiping those. A lot of my childhood was, you know, food stamps, um, motherfucking going to food giveaways when times got rough. Like yeah. I know about it, man. Yeah. That's why I'm blessed to be in a position I'm in today. Yeah. Um, not rich at all, but. Very, very blessed. It is the complete opposite of what of how I grew up. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's just like, you know, I, I feel the same way. I, I was just thinking the other day, I, I, I don't even know what I was doing. I may have bought something on Amazon that was like $5 or something. Mm-hmm. And that, like, was a reminder for me. Like, yo, you are, you are blessed. Like, you mm-hmm. probably wouldn't have. If I asked my mom for this when I was a kid, I probably wouldn't have got it right. kind of thing. So, um, yeah, man. I don't. I don't even know how we got there, but yeah, I so. know, man. Just start. <clears throat> just start having a freaking. Uh, it's mental health month, man. You <laughs> just, just start pouring out stories. Just pouring out stories, man. Yeah. It's always good. I mm. I remember times looking in the refrigerator and having to look again because there wasn't no food. That motherfucker, and I'm just like, where yeah, is close it and open it up. Close again it open to again. To put something together. You know, home. rub my eyes, make sure I'm not missing nothing. Yeah. And, you know, and you only got a few things to eat. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you, one of your friends, and then. You, you won't have much to eat at home. And then one of your friends or your team is like, hey, man, you got to come by the house. Just hang out and play some games. And then be like, oh, you want something to eat? And you open up their pantry and it's You're loaded stacked, with food, huh? yeah. loaded with food, loaded with pizza and all the snacks they wanted. And yeah. you see these 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 alternative lifestyles that people have. You know, not to cut you off, mm-hmm. but shout out to the though, I guess, more privileged kind of white guys or you know some of the mm-hmm. hispanic guys on the football teams and whatnot that was looking out for all the poor black kids because i got a couple like in and out meals hamburgers and you know like you oh, said yeah. going to your friend's house or something like that they take care of you you know you spend a night or you know they 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 moms cook dinner or something like oh, that yeah. you know just to get us get oh. us by oh yeah <laughs> man yeah i've had it it's it's crazy man when you play team sports and you go over your teammate's house and this motherfucker is living. They're just super high on the hog, man. Yeah. I, I think I went over a teammate's house, man, and they had like a seven-bedroom house. Oh, my god! It was huge. Humongous pool. They had two humongous dogs, and the dogs is all. I'm just like, yo, like this is completely opposite to where I live. It's mm-hmm. like another world. 
One, I didn't have no dog. Two, I didn't have no pool. And two, uh, three, the pool was bigger than our whole living space. God dang. Yeah, and this is not an exaggeration. That's wild. Yeah. Man. Yeah. People be, that's the strange, especially BHS. Um, the strangest part about going to BHS or Bakersfield High School is it's the district is like spread out in strange ways across Bakersfield. Yep. So spread you, it, spread it. <laughs> yeah. So you get somebody that might live in the Stockdale Estates out here in Bakersfield and then somebody may live way up north and then somebody may live like on the west side of Bakersfield. And it's just like it's just strange. And then you get a mixture of different, uh, you know, salaries and all kind of stuff. So your pa- one guy parent. I know like a, I remember there was a guy his uh his dad used to give people money for grades and he was like buying kids shoes and stuff like that wow. like on the basketball team. Yeah, he wow. was like I remember one time I got like a 3.8 and I was like uh this dude his name is Chris South. His dad was a lawyer and I uh word got out that he was giving people money for their grades and I was like yo Chris tell your dad like and Chris was cool with it he was like yo man tell my dad he'll give you some money <laughs> <laughs> so I was like what so one day he came to pick him up from school and then I just walked over I was like hey what's up Mr. Sal how you doing and I was like I showed him my little thing he kicked me down I don't know how much it was maybe like 50 dollars 60 damn yeah that's so fucking cool though yeah that's so dope mm-hmm. to give kids money for good grades mm-hmm. that's so cool yeah yeah it was man. like it was like it was just like that's what i was saying like shout out to them because it'd be so many of those stories that i even forget about but you know it was like his dad was buying kids uh shoes on the team wow the basketball team. So that's so dope man mm-hmm. i think that that's my only objective is I, is my only reason why i want to be wealthy is so i can be of service to others mm-hmm. be of service to the kids that you know go to school and they're embarrassed because their shoes are fucked up or that yeah. they're poor or that their parents are poor. Like, I don't want you to feel bad because your parents are poor. It's okay, man. Just know that when you come to school and you get good grades or you do whatever you're doing, I'm going to kick you down. And I'm going to kick you down that money because I know your parents really need it. Yeah. You can, if you control what you can control right. as far as showing up, you mm-hmm. know, getting good grades, like, you know, I could, you, that's the least that I could do. Right. Start making up excuses to, to, to help kids out because yeah. a lot of these kids that are acting out and doing stuff a lot of times their home situation is not good yeah yeah it's it, if you're and the thing about it too like lebron talked about this he's like it's hard to focus and go to school when you ain't got no food at home and i was just like fuck yeah and that's why like lebron like i gotta give a shout out to brian for creating this school and he has uh like th- two meals or three like two meals and like Snack food and stuff like that. For the kids at the school. For the kids at the Mm -hmm. school, yeah, to make sure that they eat. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yo, that is so cool. You can't learn when you're hungry. You can't learn when you're hungry. Mm -hmm. So, like, I feel my heart goes out to that kid that's poor and they're they're going to school and they're not properly, you know, Mm -hmm. they don't have the proper nutrients. That's but what what I'm blessed with, though. Sorry about that. No, go ahead. Yeah. What What I was blessed with, though, when I was going to high school is I was got I got free breakfast and I got free lunch. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And on Fridays, I really got a crazy team breakfast because playing football, yeah, we used to get a big ass breakfast. We got burritos and pancakes, all kind of stuff. Yeah, we didn't get no bullshit burritos. We got the real shit, Keith. I don't know what y'all was getting, but we got. We yeah, I went to we went to the same school. Yeah, that-, <laughs> that same old ass nigga that was making your burritos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we used to get steak and eggs for breakfast. Yeah, we used to get all kinds of shit, big meals, man. Yeah, we get some good big meals, team man. break. 
Man, shout out to Vegas for high school, man. Even at BC, we would go to Hodel's. Yeah. Take us to Hodel's. Crazy. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm going to do? I want to fucking, this next football season coming up for the team breakfast, Mm -hmm. I want to like donate. Yeah. Like I want to donate. Like, hey, I want to donate this. Like, Mm -hmm. like it'd be a breakfast. I could easily pay for that. It'll be Mm -hmm. like a breakfast for the whole team. Yeah. Just buy a, like, $500 $500 worth of fucking sausage McMuffins or something. Mm-hmm. I don't even, it would probably even cost that much. Yeah. But we used to, every now and then, we got like the sausage McMuffins for breakfast. Yeah. Um, But that was like, you know, when they probably was rushing or whatever. But usually they made a bomb breakfast. Hash browns, eggs, yeah. steak. It was, they being good, man. They being good, got man. Got your jersey on in there. Yeah, you got your jersey on. You mm-hmm. leave and. Yeah, that was some. It, it felt good to be a driller, man. Shout out to the Bakersfield High Driller. Anybody from BHS listening to this? Yeah, you know, feel good to put that jersey on on Saturday and walk around the campus. Mm-hmm. You know, but then at the end of the day, I go home. I was poor. <laughs> <laughs> you on top of the world for like twelve hours. So you got thirteenth hour hit. It's a broke ass nigga, man. Hey, I was talking to Pat on the phone. <laughs> I was. T- <laughs> And he he caught like I was because my car had been in the shop because I'm trying to get it smogged or whatever. Yeah. And uh, I had walked to the office and I was talking to him on the phone um, and he was like, hey, what's going on? I was like, I'm just walking to the office because, you know, my car is my car is in the shop. He's like, you're a broke ass nigga, man. I don't think black people get the same grace that white people get. Like if they're they're walking, because you use your backpack. So you were walking to the office with your backpack. Yeah. If you're a white white guy walking with a backpack, it's like, hmm, he's probably a traveler. Um, yeah. <laughs> probably just came out of from another probably hiking. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Black dude walking with a backpack, huh? He must be homeless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, man. Yeah. They judge people judge too. That's the thing. Like I seen Keith walking, man. It'd be some nigga I got way more money in my bank accounts than they do. <laughs> And they like, damn, that nigga Keith, he, he bad on his luck, man. That nigga with the class clowns, he ain't got no money. He must be the class clown because that nigga broke. Joke's on you, broke ass nigga. I, I seen Keith walking, man. What's up with his hair? <laughs> his hair got mental illness. <laughs> oh, that was crazy. Imagine your bank account. Like, your your bank account is on A-Rod, but your hair is on mental illness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I want to be the guy that's rich and not famous. Yeah, I don't ever want to be like. I feel like having some attention. Like, I don't want to be the guy with nine million followers. I, I, I could take a couple hundred thousand though. I don't mind that. Mm-hmm. I think it. I think as as long as I am uh, known or have some notoriety for doing what I love, I'm okay with that. Right. When it when it's you know the people on there that they're. Um, they're like Instagram famous or YouTube famous for, you know, doing something that's not necessarily associated with their like passion. Yeah. I think that's where it starts to become real tricky. Yeah. Very like true. Drake said, I'm, I'm still the only rapper known for the music. Mm, um, facts. Like I want to be that type of, you know. Yeah. People hate on Drake, but Drake, what did he say? Uh, he said, uh, they said I wasn't I wasn't black, but now I'm not black enough mm-hmm. because I'm not acting tough or making up stuff where I'm actually from or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Drake is right. Drake ain't never tried to be a gangster. Yeah. Drake has always been Drake. Yeah. 
And I think a lot, a lot of, people, of people can't say that. A lot of people can't say that. Mm-hmm. That's why Drake has stood the test of time. Mm-hmm. And people is waiting on that. See, this is the difference. This is how you know you're the GOAT. You know you wanted the GOATs when, like, Drake's album release is like a world event. Mm-hmm. You could just feel it in the air. And as soon as the album drop, you'd be driving, you hear somebody listening to it. And you'd be like, yeah. Yeah, this shit is, this shit is, Drake is out. The you know, Instagram. Oh like, yeah. Even the, the Drake haters, the motherfuckers that don't like Drake, they gonna listen to it to hate on it. Yeah, they gonna. It's confirmation bias. Like, see, he's singing again. Look at him singing. That's yeah. all he does. It's just he's just he's just weak. It's like he's too emotional. Yeah. I hate when dudes do that. Yeah. Like it's the the same emotional wreck dude that's that's punching holes in walls and be like, Drake is like a girl. He's like too emotional. All he does is sing. Yeah. I'm like, so what do you want? You prefer a rapper that's talking about. Uh, killing other people and shooting them. Love is cool. Yeah, love is great. Love did is you, be- a beautiful thing. Did you hear the um, Twenty One Savage little clip from? Uh, he said that I'm. Yeah, I did hear it. Mm-hmm. He talked about women. He said like, yo, like when it like when it come to being in the streets, like I'm the hardest dude. But with women, like that's my soft spot. Like mm-hmm. women, like I I'll meet somebody and just be fall in love or something like that. And I was like, that's true, because a lot of me, like I had to I have to snap myself out of that mode, meaning like when I meet women and you know, you you start to think that they're more than what they are and you mm-hmm. start to assert yourself in a way that you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, women could get the best of you, man. Yeah. I think it may be something there as far as like, you know, that who knows how we grew up or whatever, but that desire to be loved, you know what I mean? I think I think I think a lot of people are chasing that. In, oh you know, yeah sometimes you spreading that love to the wrong person chasing love is the wrong thing to do that's something that's supposed <clears throat> to grow organically mm-hmm. you know when you when you're when you're jumping from person to person trying to find that thing you will never find it yeah never the way you find love is finding it in yourself this is gonna sound very uh what do you call it uh very uh uh oversaturated i guess Mm -hmm. find yourself and you'll find true love Mm -hmm. but like honestly like you have to figure out who you are what makes you tick you know and and actually chasing your dreams and the reason why it's important to chase your dreams and i don't want to go all over the place is because why would you want to meet a woman when you're not your best version of yourself that's facts I, i think too like um i forget what i was uh, what I was reading or what I was, I think it, it talked about, uh, oh, we're talking about the, the self-actualization, right? In the, in the hierarchy of needs. Yeah. Um, and one of my boys, he was talking to me, he was like, man, I don't know what, what it was just like the other day I was just felt irritated. And he was like, I was just sitting around and there, there wasn't nothing that I could think of that was making me mad, but I just wasn't doing anything. And I was like, that's it. Because if you're a person that's goal oriented and you're a person that, you know, consistently works on your your goals and stuff like that, sometimes when you feel like you're not fulfilling your your dis- mm-hmm. or your uh, goals, oh, yeah. um, it could frustrate you and you may not even know why. Um, yeah. and, and I think that's uh, I don't know where that that got came from as far as what you're talking about. But, mm-hmm. you know, something. 100 percent, man. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's let's go ahead and switch gears. <clears throat> All right. Uh, switching gears. Uh, subtle ways that money can change you. Um, me and Keith were talking about this before the pod and like we talked about obviously just recently the being growing up poor mm-hmm. um, you grow up poor and your parents make something to eat you don't really grow up with options mm-hmm. 
Like he'd be like, oh no, mom, I'll have some salmon and uh, I'll have some tilapia tonight. I'll choose the ground turkey over this. Not to cut you off, but has anybody ever asked you what you wanted for dinner as a kid? Never. Yeah. Never. Never. When you grow up poor, your parents tell you shit like you you eat or you starve, (laughs) and then you be really thinking like, no, you just poor. You can't give me what I want. Yeah. I'm tired of eating this chicken every day. Not, <laughs> not fried chicken, folks. Black, I know what, a lot of y'all motherfuckers want to believe that black people eat fried chicken every day. Yeah. We would already be dead by the age of 18 if that was true. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I, we didn't have options, man. Um, yeah. So I feel like once you start doing a little better in life, you just do things that are complete, like contrary to that. Yeah. Like one of them is wasting food. I don't. I'm not very wasteful, but if something's not to my liking, I will. I won't finish it. I'll throw it in the fucking trash, and I'll, I'll actually get something that I want to eat. Mm-hmm. You know. And I think that had this been when I was poor, I would have ate that whole shit. <clears throat> yeah. You know. It's just. It's just the small things that change. And I told Keith earlier, I was like, "Man, you give me ten million dollars, I never change, man. You know my heart." And he was like, "I feel you, but." Uh, and he gave me an example. No, I tell the story. Yeah, go ahead. So I. I had, um, if anybody's like a camera person out there, I had a red camera, uh, the, the Komodo. Um, and I, I don't want to throw numbers around, but I, I, I bought that camera and then I ended up selling that camera probably like a year later. So I was doing, I was doing okay for myself at the time. And it, this was probably like a day after I sold the camera. So I, I'm back here. Uh, I had sold it in LA and then the next day I did, you know, I do my regular work at the office or whatever. So a lot of times before I'll come in, um, I'll go get a Rio bowl and it's a spot down the street. So I go in there and I get a Rio bowl, but I like my Rio bowls with almond butter in it. And, um, <clears throat> I thought I was, I, I wasn't paying attention and I bought one Rio bowl and, um, I put it in the bag and I came, uh, I came and walked over here to the office and, you know, I opened it up and I got ready to, g- uh, get down on it. And then I realized get there was down no- on it, <laughs> dun, 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 get down on it. Go ahead, I realized Keith. that there was no, uh, no almond butter. In. And I was like, what, like, did they mess up my order or what? And then I looked at the menu and I realized that I ordered the wrong one. So for a split second in my head, I was like, man, I'm gonna throw this away and go get the one I want. And then I had to like really talk myself out of it. Like, yo, you tripping dog. Like you don't even got it like that to be trying to throw food away. Like <laughs> whatever money you got is not that much money to be trying to throw some food away. So yeah, yeah. it's somebody right now that could use five cents a day to feed them. And you throwing away food. <laughs> they got a big stomach and nappy hair. Yo, and that flies shit was all cr- on their lips. Yo, when I was a little kid and I seen the kids with the big stomachs and they asking for money, I'm like, they eating good. Look at uh, them. That's funny. Their stomachs <laughs> is big, yo. Like, <laughs> them stomachs is big, yo. They don't need they my five good. cents a day, bro. They good, bro. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. That's funny. You know what's fucked up, too? This is what I was thinking, too. It would be a dude like, for only 32 cents a day, you can feed an innocent child starving. And, and the dude doing the commercial was fat. I'm like, nigga, stop eating all they food. He got an Armani suit on walking through Africa. Nigga, yeah. you feed them. You in Africa with Gucci on, nigga. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Go sell that fucking shirt. Get him some can of noodles or something. Uh, that's crazy. Oh, that's man. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, I don't know where you are. Good times. <laughs> good, good times, Keith. Good times. No, but I, I feel like a lot of us are in positions of privilege where we have choices now. Like growing up poor, you didn't have a lot of choices. You just ate what was there or you didn't fucking eat. Yeah. You know, but sometimes I just do certain shit just because I can. Mm-hmm. Like I'll go to this restaurant and get a burger and then go to this restaurant and get the fries. <laughs> you know? I don't know, man. It, mm-hmm. it, it's I've had food that I was about to make, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Man, fuck this." Yeah. Uh I'll go to a restaurant instead. Yeah. Like having food at home and choosing to go out to eat. Yeah. That's a privilege. Yeah. That's a privilege, and I know a lot of y'all that listen to this, you do the same thing. Yeah. But it's a privilege to just have money to spend on that stuff. Yeah, I, th- I think the, above anything, it's a it's um. Something that we need to be reminded of, because I know, yes. <clears throat> I know people personally that have lost sight of where they came from, and it doesn't happen. Like, like I told you, I mentioned my uh, my real bull story. It doesn't happen like very drastic. It's, it's gradual over time. So for me, if I didn't check myself in that moment. It could have been a thing where I really went and got that real bowl. And then, you know, the next thing you know, somebody panhandling and I'm like judging them. Like, yo, just get this broke ass nigga off the street, man. Go get a job. (laughs) (laughs) But that's that's like the type of um, things that happen when people start coming across a little bit of money. And it's it's all relative, too. So so somebody, you know, that may make one hundred thousand dollars a year may be the cockiest person, you know, it's like, bro, yeah. that's, not, that's not that much. money. One hundred thousand dollars a year is not money, bro. Yeah, it's really not. though. That ain't, it ain't life changing money. You can spend it's not, all that. It's, it's, it's definitely decent for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not life altering money. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking about five hundred, seven hundred, one point five, three million dollars. Now that's money. Yeah. That's real money right mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've seen people. I've seen this guy that was bragging and, and he's bragging. He's like. He says something about like his shirt. He's like, yeah, oh, be careful with this shirt. This shirt made me 87000 a year. You better be careful. Don't touch my shirt like that. I'm just thinking like, what? Shut the fuck up, man. These niggas, man. Shut up, These dude. Niggas. Shut up. Well, I, I really wish like people understood money how we understand money. Right, right, right. Because right. like there'd be people and especially you, you see it mostly in um, in clubs. Right. Um gyms yes. places like that where people yeah. like to flaunt their money they may pull up in a, B- a bmw or you know if they at the club they quote unquote buying out the bar they buying people shots it's and like, stuff like dude, that dude you're not rich yeah you, the only thing you're gonna get is is attention yeah that you're begging and dying for that's another thing too men are the worst like we, we see women on there and they always taking these thirst traps and whatnot but men are probably the worst because of the extent that they'll go to get attention. They'll yeah. buy this new car and they'll wrap it up and put a body kit on it and put loud pipes on it and a system in it. And, That's the and, same. And take pictures of it all the time mm-hmm. and then go to the clubs and buy girls, all these girls drink. Like men go to the next fucking level with this shit, man. That's the booty pick for girls. Yes. Yeah. The girls car. don't care nothing about that car. No, they don't. They care. probably don't even know what that like. They don't. They can't tell a Beamer from a Mercedes half the time. Yeah, and then women also know when do men are trying too hard. Yeah, they know it. Yeah, you know it's funny, and women have gotten hip to it too. You can have that nice car and it's loud and the pipes are good, but she's gonna go right over to my. Is your pipe good? There you go. That's that's it. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I drive a Nissan Altima. 2017 mm-hmm. 
Not a great car. It's it drives perfectly fine. Out of it's not a Benz. Mm-hmm. You know, I have that in an old work truck. But the dude that's got the loud pipes on his car and he's doing all this shit, she's not gonna go home to him. She's gonna come over my house and give me some pussy, and I drive a 2017 Nissan Altima. Mm-hmm. So that get, I mean, it just doesn't work. It, it's it, not how you pull women. It's not how you pull women. Mm-hmm. You don't. You don't. You don't pull women by trying to buy them with stuff. By the way, a lot of women have their own money. Mm-hmm. A lot of women have their own houses. Mm-hmm. They have their own money. They have their own shit. Yeah. Right. And a lot. Even with that, a lot of the 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 cars women um, buy are more true to what they actually want because right. it's not a lot of outside influences. Like right. I'm buying this car because of a man. Mm, or I'm buying, you know facts. What I mean? mm-hmm. And me, I'm me. I'm just me. So I think women get a gist for who I am. Mm-hmm. So I don't care. Like my car, it's a nice regular car. Yeah. It's, I'm not a person that, that blows money on things. Like, by the way, having a Benz or some other high end car doesn't mean you have money. It doesn't. it doesn't. It just means you have decent credit to Good get credit. A, that's mm-hmm. it. It doesn't mean you have mm-hmm. you make a bunch of money because you drive this shit. Yeah. There's some people that have expensive cars and they barely have enough money to afford the fucking payment. Yeah. You know, they probably somewhere about to start our OnlyFans just to make the fucking car pay. <laughs> or they gonna they gonna be having <laughs> sex in the car just yeah. to pay for it. You better you better start that OnlyFans because they about to come back and get that uh they about to repossess that Audi A seven. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know how it feels to have a car repossessed. Not a good feeling. Yeah. Let me let me give you a, an example of what might happen. Um you won't have a car. That's what, <laughs> that's what happens when you get your car repossessed. I was literally standing there watching them load my car up and drive off. And I was like, wow, I am carless now. Dang. Yeah. yeah. How'd you get home? Uh, that night I got a ride. But mm-hmm. after that, I was on the bus. Dang. Embarrassing, man. Yeah. You go from, I mean, the only bus I wanted to be on at that time was a bang bus. That's the only bus I wanted to be on. But I actually had to ride the city transportation. This nigga's crazy. <laughs> at least on a bang bus, you're getting some pussy. <laughs> uh, I think everybody listening to this knows what bang bus is. Yeah. Everybody knows what that is. That's such a wild um Concept. narrative yeah i don't I, it might have really happened before i think a couple times it, probably, it did it and then really they happened. started to like make more storylines to it like hey we're gonna pay you this amount of money go stand on this street over here and we're gonna pull up to you and then they started to play it out but i i could i could see that happening in real life especially like some of the some of the uh different places like la you know what i mean like if you ask a million people in la to do that one of the people might hop in like yeah, sure, cool. I'll give yeah, you some, give some pussy. Yeah, well, cool. Yeah. Hey, right, what's, what's your name, David? All right, cool. Let's do it. Where's That's the con- so crazy. Where's, where's the contract? <laughs> Damn. Uh, sign this non-disclosure agreement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The thing about it too, the 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 reason I know um, the majority of that is fake is because you do have to sign like contracts yeah. and stuff because they're they have their own website and whatnot. So. Like yeah. the uh, the uh, release forms. Stuff. That's probably the most popular, like the most popular type of of porn is that goddamn bus, mm-hmm. that old bus. Mm-hmm. It's probably I, the same one. Huh? It's probably the same one. Let's get the oil changed, tires it, rotated. What's fucked up though is like the idea of having sex on that bus. 
It's just got to be nasty. nasty. Because it's like, how many people have been on fucking on this bus? It's a lot of ass cheeks on that seat. Yeah. And people, I, I mean, you could only hope that they're cleaning that shit up. Yeah, that's disgusting. Yeah, man. Yeah. Windows all matted up. <laughs> all right. People well, got OnlyFans now, though, so it changed the whole. That's like the equivalent of rappers going independent. Oh, yeah. Like the whole OnlyFans. Yeah, OnlyFans. It's crazy. What's weird is is Instagram is allowing people to use their link, put the link in their bio. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. That's too much. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't even allow that. It's, it's like they got rid of... Um, Oh my God! Uh, what was that that platform called back in it was uh, not what the hell is it called? Name off some platforms from back in the day. You mean like social medias? Yeah, social medias. Um, MySpace. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know too many social. MySpace, media. Facebook, and what's the one called? It's not called Stitcher. It's called something. Yeah, had a Tumblr back Tumblr. Then. Tumblr, okay. Bro, I clicked on this girl's Tumblr one time. She had news, bro, straight news. Bro, on. listen to me when I tell you this. They got rid of Tumblr on this for this reason. The Tumblr's still around? No, but it's not on as a link. on. Oh, on the link. Okay. You can't use it as a link on, face, on Instagram. Oh, okay. But I clicked on this chick's Instagram and... and on, it, on her Tumblr? Yeah, I clicked on her, on her Tumblr. Mm-hmm. But I would like... Uh, I I used to follow her. I don't know, baby. I just used to follow her because she was hot. Yeah, and that was back when I was stupid following women for no reason. <laughs> um, and her name was I think I wonder if, I, if I, she still has a um Instagram. Her name mm-hmm. was like Karma Bird or something like that. Uh huh. And let me see if I can find her. Hey, Tumblr was a spot. I'm a. I don't want to interfere on your story, but Tumblr. Hold on, let a, me see. Tumblr was a spot for sure, for sure. Yeah, it was. So to make, yep, I think it's her right here. Uh no, I think it is. Well, anyways, um, this chick had, and you can see like some of the video, the pictures she posts, like she just got her breast all out and shit. Mm-hmm. But to make a long somebody st- from Bakersfield or just out in the internet, it's just out in the internet. She mm-hmm. had like a really big page Excuse at one me. time. Um, but I clicked on her Tumblr and. Right when it opened up, it was her sucking off these two guys. And I was like, what the fuck? And then I scrolled down, and then it's like her getting gang banged. God And then there's another one with her just having sex with. I'm just like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah. What is Tumblr? I didn't even know what it was. But it was her writing all these stories about her sexual experiences. Yeah. It's like day 12, had sex with. I'm just like, oh, my God. Yeah. Tumblr was like this wild, like... It's like a very liberal space, you know, it's like real artsy people on there. And then yeah. it trickled down to like some people would have regular lives on Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. And then they go on Tumblr and they'd have straight nudes. Yeah, straight nudes. Yeah. I seen I seen I knew this girl um, back in college. She had uh, I don't even know how I found her Tumblr. I don't I may have followed her on like another social media and she put her Tumblr thing in there and she just had like. She would have just she would be naked on there and she wouldn't post those pictures anywhere else but on Tumblr. And I would just be like, Damn, wow. that's crazy. Some people got like a deep, dark like there's this <clears throat> this dude started up this page and he uh, he started up some page on Facebook. It was a private page, but it was a freaky page. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I'm going to go incognito. Like I'll 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 sign up. Well, not sign up, but I'll OK the invite, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to comment or post anything. Yeah. 
And there was some shit going on on that page. I was just like, yo, I'm not even comfortable seeing this. Yeah. I don't want them to even know I'm on this page. Fuck this. Yeah. And it, it was it was like people writing posts, like freaky posts. Like I'm ready to like have a threesome tonight with two dudes and mm-hmm. and then <laughs> some other girl like and it'd be a bunch of girls liking it like bitch I'm with you on that mm-hmm. I was like oh my god what is this yeah people freaks man and then one girl that's like you wouldn't think she was like that she was like super Christian and mm-hmm. always posting Bible stuff and she was posting nastiest stuff mm-hmm. I was like yo what the fuck is this yeah yeah I'm not trying to judge nobody they're just freaks I guess yeah as long as like that's that's one thing and i just it was just too much because i'm not on that level of freak i'm like uh <laughs> i'm like a watered down soda when it comes to being freak i'm just the basic i think like if i had to have to um if i had to give myself like if i could compare myself to a car and relate it to like sex mm-hmm. i probably would be like uh I don't know probably a nissan altima probably nissan altima yeah i get the job done but i'm not that's that's it I feel like I'd be a Kia Soul. Because <laughs> my dick be penetrating souls. Oh, <laughs> oh damn. Oh, I'd be a Tesla. <laughs> my battery could go all night. <laughs> oh, oh man. Elon Bus. Yep. <laughs> hey, that's the name of the podcast. <laughs> Elon Bus. <laughs> oh man yeah. fucking Bill Gates starting up a new company Microbus <laughs> that's crazy alright man let's switch gears uh, what, were you, uh, what was the topic the topic about? was uh, subtle ways that money can change you oh okay yeah, yeah. I, I think you know I like to end it off but I think just everybody out there just be mindful of the things you're doing differently once you start getting, you know, further in your career, once you start getting a better job, because it's uh, it's very, very easy to lose to lose yourself when you start making some money. So I think it's just important to just be mindful of how you're moving out here when you do start to get money. You got to lose yourself the moment the music. <laughs> All right. Switching gears. <clears throat> um Jeremy Lin, uh, Asian basketball player uh, in, in the NBA. Or now he's currently not in the NBA, but he was in the NBA for many years. He had a conversation with Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson on all the smoke. And one of the things he talked about was just, you know, the the rise in hate crimes against Asian people. But he also talked about Black Lives Matter and other different situ- uh, other different situations. But he was transparent about his his um, history growing up and his his uh, the ideology or thought process of Asian Americans and what they thought about blacks. He said, I grew up with a lot of anti-blackness in the house. Like we didn't coexist with a lot of black people and didn't know them besides seeing them on rap videos or on MTV or as athletes. Mm -hmm. So when we see a black person walking near our car, we would lock the door and roll the windows up. Yeah. And and I think that that was great that he said that, because I feel like a lot of us black, white, Mexican, Asian um, whatever you are, there are lots of racial bias in your own homes mm-hmm. and you sit back and act like it, it, like these narratives don't exist in other homes, but they do. Yeah. We just talked about Liz Cambage talking about she was body shame and turned right around and felt completely fine telling that white man, you little white man, I'm not taking no disrespect, especially from a little white man. Mm-hmm. So we have to realize that these 
forms of racial bias exist. You know, I've I've experienced racism besides white people. Okay, I've I've seen racism in my own family towards Mexicans or uh, Asian people with the jokes and some of the shit they were saying. Yeah. Right. And and I in regards, <clears throat> I've experienced racism from Mexicans being I'm with a homie or I, th- I thought he was a friend. And he said, like, oh, I've had a daughter. Oh, she ain't bringing no blacks in my house. Fuck that. Fuck that. I was like, what do you mean, dude? Like, what? And he's like, oh, I, no, no offense, bro. You're cool, but I ain't let my daughter date no black guy. Fuck that. And I'm thinking, like, what? Yeah. These things are happening, and they're happening within everybody's racial background. Yeah. And in all these different groups. The only difference with white people is there is is it from a his, historical context is that their bias that they've had was able to be turned into power. Yeah. Meaning if they had a racial bias towards black people, like, oh, I don't want no blacks here. There was literally power to say, we got white bathrooms only. That, <laughs> that, but that's the reason why a lot of black people don't think that they can be racist because right. they don't have the power to... Right. They can say uh, whatever racial uh, discriminatory phrases or whatever towards... Um, white people all they want to, but it ain't like if they decided today that they wanted white slaves that it could happen. No, it can never happen. Um, and the thing too is, 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 is unfortunately <clears throat> that shit was it has been done, and there's residual effects that still take place in America to this day. Mm-hmm. But the whole idea that black people cannot be racist as an action that's bullshit. They totally can. Mm-hmm. They can't be. They can't have hold any power over white people, mm-hmm. but they can definitely be racist. Mm-hmm. I've heard like uh, somebody be like, oh, well, I ain't nothing. But and, and, and I think that what happens, too, is due to the history of like black suffering in America. A lot of black people just assume it's OK to just be disgusting to white people sometimes. Mm-hmm. It'll be like, oh, well, I'm in the mall right now. Ain't nothing but white bitches in here. <laughs> but I'll call you back later. And it's like, <laughs> why do you think that's OK? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. not cool, bro. Liz Cambridge is probably biracial too, huh? Probably. I don't know yeah. if she is or not. But that's just the shit that happens. Mm-hmm. And I, I see that. And I think that in order for the world to really change, we have to be honest about what the fuck is really going on in our homes. Yeah. Like you hear the white guy say, Yeah, you know, I grew up in an all inclusive home. Like we I was grown not to hate people and you know, we love everybody, everybody's God's children. But oh, when that uncle comes over and 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 LeBron misses a dunk and he's like, God damn it, these niggers. <laughs> what about him? <laughs> you ain't talking about your uncle that says the N-word every 15 fucking seconds? Yeah. No, you ain't talking about him, are you? Mm-hmm. Right? And you we all got we know the cousin in, in our families and homes that's cracking jokes on Mexicans, eating bean burritos and shit like that. We know that guy. Mm-hmm. The same way that Mexican person is chilling at the house and his uncle or cousin is his his aunt is theo is saying racist shit about blacks Mm -hmm. oh yeah we all got them in our families and what we need to stop fucking doing is acting like that shit is only coming from white people yeah that needs to stop we know goddamn well that that ain't true Mm -hmm. yeah i think it i think um above all it's important that jeremy lynn and the guys from uh from that podcast had that conversation and Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson, because it's almost like two sides of the spectrum that never really have conversations. Facts. 
because we've been in multiple fast food spot, I'm mean, fast food, uh, restaurants too, but mm. mostly liquor stores and stuff like that. Places like Mr. Fast where right. we'll walk in there and we feel like they rushing us yeah. or they're trying to get us out of their fast, yeah. even though they, Heart. and they're selling, selling black hair products and, you know, it's, it's in a black, primarily black neighborhood right oh, there yeah. off of Brundage and T Street. So it's oh, like, yeah. we, it's, it's always like we don't really care about black people um, but the green that you're bringing in is, is totally fine with it's us. Good. But it, it, it's, it goes both ways because if we feel like we're being, I think, I think a lot of black people's, uh, and probably mostly anybody's discrimination or racism outside of white people comes from a rebuttal. Right. Mm. So I, you told the story a, a while back where there was, um, I think some Hispanic girl that you knew, I think her grandma had got her purse stolen by a black person or something like yeah. that. And she, for the rest of her life, she's just like, you know, don't ever bring no black people in our house kind of thing. Right. And from, you know, over at, you know, the whatever liquor store that the, the Asian person owns or t- uh, a T-shirt outlet or Chester outlet. One black person stealing. Exactly. And then that shaped their whole narrative about about black people. And then the right. same thing with us. It's like if we go in there and they rushing us or they thinking we still and even though we got money in our pocket or yeah. something like that and we we're going in there um as a normal citizen going to buy everything that we that we uh we pick up you know you feel some type of way so then it's just a back and forth back yeah. and forth but it's like we live in this world where you know it's it's a fucked up feeling you know as a black man to be in a store that's you know it's it, you're grabbing something, but then you see the owner who is an Asian man watching and looking and following around to make sure you ain't stealing. Mm-hmm. So you got me feeling like I'm some kind of thief and I'm just trying to buy something. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm like, yo, these motherfuckers are being racist. And then when you leave, then your cousin is like, Hey, you want some teriyaki Excuse chicken? Me. You want some teriyaki? And he doing the thing with his eyes. Mm-hmm. Right. So you see fucked up from all levels. Mm-hmm. You see the Asian dude watching you to see if you're stealing. And then you go and you see your cousin doing the thing with his eyes and talking like an Asian person mm-hmm. and talking about teriyaki chicken and shit. Mm-hmm. So this shit is happening all over the place. Mm-hmm. It's happening all over the place, man. And, and nobody's going to own up to it. Like you talk about stop Asian hate. I'm with that 100 percent. Black Lives Matter. I'm with that. I'm with the idea. Not really the 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 what is it? The corporation. I'm not really with that. But yeah, I'm with the they're idea. getting rich over there. Yeah, they're getting rich over there. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but but I'm with the idea of Black Lives Matter a hundred million percent, especially as a black person, me and Keith. Mm-hmm. Um, but stop Asian hate is important, but we can't act like there's not anti blackness in the Asian community. Mm-hmm. We can't act like that anti blackness is not in other communities. That's the difficult part about the whole narrative now is because there may be a black dude that, like we said, it's always been discriminated against, accused of stealing the whole nine, Mm -hmm. you know, just growing up being a normal person. And then they see this on TV. Right. And from their point of view, it's like, cool. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, y'all been discriminating against me my whole life or my whole upbringing or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then finally, y'all get something to happen to you. Like, how am I supposed to be empathetic towards you when you've been you've been racist to me my whole life? I think what happens too that there's a generalization that takes place. And I think that it should be replaced with empathy. And the fact that we should care about Asian people and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. But. There's a lot of Asian people that did not care about what's going on with black people. They more or less is locked into what they doing. 
you know, but at the same time, there are Asian people who stand up like the Jeremy Lins of the world that, yeah. that talked about Black Lives Matter and how he supported it and how he supports black people. And he talked about anti-blackness in his own home, as well as, you know, me mentioning things that I've seen at black people doing and mm-hmm. what they've been saying. Mm-hmm. So um, what I'll say is. The you really need to do your due diligence in researching the plight of the people that you have a problem with. Mm hmm or the people that you have an opinion about. And it'll make more sense. Like, this is, I'm all over the place, but like for women, for example, like we talk about like, you know, equality and whatnot. I don't even, what what year were women able to vote? Was it like not into the seventies, wasn't it? I think so. Like 1972? Somewhere in there. I don't know. So it's a lot of men that'll be like, God, these women are just, they're just, they get whatever they want. They do and say anything and it just goes. And it's like, yo, like women barely they have a, vo- a voice. They have a fucking voice until like 1972. So only what I was born in 85. Mm-hmm. So we talking about 10, 11, 12, what, 13 years. So Seven. only let's see the exact date. So we really know. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it was what only 13 years before I was born. Women had a fucking voice. Mm-hmm. So we, we should actually do our due diligence in researching the plight of black people, mm-hmm. Asians, women, Everyone to understand like 1920. 1920. Yeah. Fuck. That was a long time ago. Mm -hmm. But still, that's really not that long ago. Yeah. What happened in the 70s for women? I can't remember what it was. I'm not sure. Was it the abortion thing? I don't even know how I would look up that, but I'm just put 1970. I think it's Rogue versus Wade. I think that's what it was called. Don't quote me, man. I'm not a, a historian, I'm a truck driver. Okay, I did not get a degree in history. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. You'd have to look that one. Yeah, Keith, we need a guy that we need a guy that strictly has a computer and doesn't say anything, and like he you know he laughs and may have a joke here and there, but he just looks up everything we're saying and he just fact checks it. Fact checks. Yeah. that'd be dope. But yeah. I'd probably get mad at that too. I'd be like, you know what, motherfucker, I'm getting tired of you fact checking me all the time. <laughs> Can't say that right. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, let's let's see. Oh, yeah. Uh, what is it? 1973. I knew I was right. I was, something was going on. In 1973, a landmark decision of the U.S. Supreme Court in which the court ruled that the Constitution of the United States protects uh, a pregnant woman's liberty to choose to have an abortion without excessive government restriction. Bro, that was only in 1973. I was born in 1985. Mm-hmm. So you have to look at the that the things that other people have experienced, mm-hmm. right? I feel like a lot of times growing up, Asian people were an easy target, and, and as far as being made fun of, they're I, striking I, features. I have friends that were literally doing the shit with the fingers and the eyes, mm-hmm. and they was black. That's still that's right. Just because you black don't mean that's not racist. Yeah, that's racist as a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I had a homie. That rest in peace, but he was doing that shit to this girl. He kept calling her Mulan. And people was laughing. They was laughing. They was laughing. And I was laughing. Mm-hmm. And he would do it all the time. And I'd be like, hey man, stop. And you're gonna make me laugh. And I was laughing. Yeah. And this Asian girl would just start crying. And I just felt horrible. And he kept doing it. I was like, hey man, stop. Till eventually he got me and him got called outside. Mm-hmm. And uh she told them, she said, he didn't do anything. It was his friend. So she had me go in there, but years later, I felt terrible. I was laughing at a buddy of mine 
cracking Asian jokes on this girl mm-hmm. every day. And the class was laughing. Yeah. So it's like, yo, Asians do go through some shit. They go yeah. through, they go through getting made fun of. Mm-hmm. And you know, like, and with, with and being black, we got our own plight that we go through. Motherfuckers trying to call us fried chicken all the time. Yeah, I think one thing that he said that was pretty powerful is like, um, I don't, I don't remember the exact quote, but he was talking about comparing plights. Yes. He's like, we can't really do that because from everyone's perspective, their own plight is their own plight. Right. You know what I mean? So, right. of course, Asians, I, I I don't know. They're, they're made, especially with the, um, the gold rush and stuff like that. And, right. you know, building like San Francisco. I know there was some, yeah. some stuff like that that Asians went through. And I don't know the full history of it. Yeah. But. There are a lot of different communities uh, and ethnicities of uh, people out here that have went through their own struggles. Oh, yeah. Um, I think slavery, if we really want to compare being a slave for a few hundred years, is just the, the, the worst of the worst. Like, you can't really get any worse than that. But outside of that, like, everyone has their own plight and their own struggle. So I just think, like, if we were more informed, if I actually knew the 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 facts about you know the Asian plight um, and vice versa, I think that would help us kind of have more empathy towards uh, towards other people. Yeah, definitely. And and it's like it's all kind of shit that go on locally. Like you know, even in Delano, mm-hmm. like because uh, I pulled this article up, like the Grapes of Wrath, the forgotten Filipinos who led a farm work farm worker revolution. Um, it's the Filipino farm workers, including Larry. Italong left, uh, well, it says left on the picture, were the first to walk out of vineyards prompting Delano Grape Strike. They would join forces with Mexican laborers led by Cedar Chavez to form the United Farm Workers, mm-hmm. right? So, like, there's a historical context of even, like, Filipinos being in Delano. Because mm-hmm. I grew up in Delano. Yeah, it's a I, lot of Filipinos out there. a lot of Filipinos out there, and I was the only black kid. Mm-hmm. So I was like the coolest black kid in town as I was the only one. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that ended as soon as he got to Bakersfield. Yeah. Start roasting him about them pants yeah, and shoes. Like, Your shoes are fucked up. <laughs> Your shoes are messed up. I'm like, well, all my Filipino and Mexican friends didn't have a problem with it. That's crazy. Yeah, I wasn't so cool anymore. Yeah. It was like, you know, like at least 12 other black guys. And I was like, fuck. Mm-hmm. Tired of you niggas, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but I just like like as far as the plights are concerned, it's not about comparing plights. I think because it'll be like somebody that's Asian that'll be like, you know what, I might I get made fun of for my eyes and you know and this and that and you know I never had friends I couldn't fit in and a black person be like, well we but we were slaves. You know, we were slaves, and then there's the next person is like the Indian could come and say, "Well, they raped and killed everybody, and right? They took our land, and then the then a woman comes up. I'm a woman, and I don't didn't I didn't even have the right to you know have an abortion until 1973. Then a trans woman can say they didn't want me to cut off my dick. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you fucking jerk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. DJ Khaled They don't want you to top your dick off Oh god damn Oh man Yeah DJ Khaled used to kill me on, on Instagram <laughs> They don't want you to eat a salami sandwich So I made a salami sandwich <laughs> That nigga D- Yeah He got a lot of work to do his body is sloppy too. Yeah, and, and if I, I am body shaming DJ Khaled's body. His body sloppy. 
<laughs> they don't want you to body shame. <laughs> hey yo, bro, you bro, I was dying on one. It was like the last like two podcasts ago. You used DJ Khaled's body as an analogy. <laughs> you had to body shame him to get it off. You said his body looked like mashed potatoes. That was the fucking most hilarious thing. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, he just got to keep his shirt on. That was the most immaculate presentation of body (laughs) shaming I've ever seen. (laughs) That's what I call pinpoint body shaming. Uh, That's crazy. Keith was like a sniper on a roof. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That's funny. I think you guys get the gist of what we're saying, man. Mm -hmm. I, I think that in order for us to become better as a collaborative is not to compare the plights. And I know, it's a, especially as a black man, I know the history and the historical context of of what we went through as people. Me and Keith don't even own our last names. Yeah. Like, McGee and Fingers are not even real names. If you, if you <laughs> actually, if you really research the plight of black people, you will understand exactly what I mean by that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. These names are pretty much made up and given to black people. Yeah. We were named like Ugaja or Hubuja or whatever our last names were. Yeah. And we were forced to have these names. My we're, name when I was in Africa sounded more like a beatbox. <laughs> but now it's fingers. So, yeah. yeah. It's unfortunate. Yeah, I know. Right. So lame compared to the original. <laughs> God, can you imagine Keith in Africa with that with, that, with extra African hair? That'd be crazy. <laughs> They'd be like, yo, is that Killmonger? <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy. Oh, man. <clears throat> yeah, but I mean, if you do research not only on black people, but other people, and actually research the plight of them instead of trying to compare what is going on, you'll start to gain more empathy for these people. Mm-hmm. And And I hope that you can. But we just yeah. need work. We we need work overall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if I got on this podcast and I was just like, white people need to do this, and I'm just tired of white people doing this, and the white man and the white people, and I'm just like, and I'm constantly doing that. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a disservice to everyone. Not just yeah. not I'm not not just white people or whoever. I'm doing a disservice to everybody because we all got a certain amount of bias in our in our cultures yeah. of other people that we need to fucking work on first. Just the white man is real convenient because he was doing some fucked up shit. Yeah. And, it, <laughs> and 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 now it's allowed white people or white men to be an easy target. Yeah. But we cannot ignore the shit that we are doing yeah, individually. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, the one thing I, I don't even know if this is a real term, but like a circle of racism. Right. right. Like, you know, we I don't know. Like we defined it earlier as far as like the Asian want to rush the black kid out of the store but also the you know a black person came in the store and stole and that like that whole cycle that that keeps going on um but like the only way this issue is going to get fixed is if somebody just puts it into like that so it's like i think that's like one of the more powerful messages and you know the way martin luther king moved is um and don't br- don't do it don't bring we're not doing that today <laughs> I have no idea what you mean. (laughs) 
But no, I think, you know, like, because he, he kind of, I think that was part of his message. Like, you know, I'm not going to uh, perpetuate some of these ideas right. that, you know, you know, just because he's a white person don't mean I have to hate him or just because they right. did this to me, that don't mean I have to do the same thing to them. So I think if we uh, start to realize that, like, yo, I'm going to love my Asian brother and sister. I'm going to love my black brother and sister. I'm going to love my Mexican brother and sister. Right. Um, they all got some bomb food, too. Yeah, man. Especially Mexicans. They got the fire. <clears throat> tacos? Are you serious? Yeah. If we cool with Asians and Mexicans, we could have teriyaki chicken tacos. Mind blown. <laughs> and Wawa Grill coming too. Man, imagine that food cart. Teriyaki chicken tacos. Yeah. Right? And uh uh orange, orange al pastor. That'll be crazy. Yeah. I think I wonder if they have one of those, uh, like an Asian Mexican fusion restaurant. That would be fine. They have a black one. They have a black Mexican fusion restaurant. I was going to ask you. This is just exactly what I was thinking. Is taco male cultural appropriation? Uh, it's just a black guy making tacos. I don't really know. It's, I don't know if it's cultural appropriation. I do know tacos <clears throat> is Mexican culture. I know that much. Mm-hmm. I know that. I know that. That yeah. But he's hey. I guess you call it culture appropriation. <laughs> Black man making tacos. Yeah. I can make some bomb when ass Mexican tacos. Mexicans stop saying nigga, we won't sell no more tacos. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we, hey, blacks got tacos. Mexicans have nigga, I guess. <laughs> go ahead. Because tacos taste much better than nigga do. Yeah, like, hey, go ahead, bro. Mm-hmm. Just keep on chopping those onions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah. Um, but yeah, there's that. Yeah. Uh, switching gears. Uh, who are you when no one's looking? I think that what happens is, for example, I, I talked to Keith about this. People will get on Instagram and put hashtag motivation, hashtag consistency. They post <clears throat> themselves at the gym. They've been posting these gym videos and pictures for the last three years and telling people that they need to go hard. And they have been looking the exact same for three years. They DJ Khaled. Yeah, yeah. DJ Khaled is the worst. That guy. Mr. Mashed Potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, I heard... Um... In the new uh, Toy Story movie, they was going to have DJ Khaled play Mr. Potato Head. Oh, that was a low blow because he's actually a whole potato. He said mashed. So I don't know if that's going to work. Yeah, I guess. You You interrupted me for nothing, Keith. In the darker version, when they kill the potato and put it in a pot and just mash it up. They don't want you to be mashed. <laughs> no, they, they no, they try to make him into mashed potatoes. Like you played yourself. Yeah. <laughs> New potato alert. <laughs> oh man, but no, nah, man. Who are you when no one's looking? That's the real you. You yeah. can post the pictures of yourself at the gym and put all these hashtags, but you've looked exactly the same for fucking six years. So when no one's looking, you're eating donuts. You're eating fried not chicken. Out. You're not. You're well. No, you, you could be working out on camera. But here's the thing: mm-hmm. you could post a video that's two minutes longer. You working out, but then you probably left eight minutes Walk later. Yeah. So you're not really going hard. You just yeah. want people to think you're going hard. But the problem with perception is it will never be reality. <clears throat> reality is what you're doing when no one's watching. Yeah. That's who you are. You know the people that are these happy couples. I love my wife. I love my husband. Rah, rah. But behind closed doors, 
you guys are fucking other hate people. Each other. Y'all hate each other, and you've been mm-hmm. cheating on each other the last ten fucking years. Mm-hmm. But on social media, oh, I love my wife. My wife is the best. I don't know what I would do. And then you go fuck a twenty-year-old chick behind your wife's back. Yeah, this is what people do, man. And you got to be real. Like what's been what's been keeping me accountable is when I'm by myself. Like, first of all, what you can do is not get on social media or not tell everyone your dreams. Just work on them. Work on them and don't look for credit. When you don't look for credit, you're doing it from an organic place. You don't need the affirmation. You don't need the attention. So just get out. Do it. Do whatever you're doing, whether you're trying to lose weight, you're trying to start a business, whatever it is. Don't fucking tell people every five minutes of what you're doing. Work on that. And when it becomes a reality and you start to share it, it's your you become more credible mm-hmm. because now you have the product. You are the product. Let me be very clear, folks. I want you to think about this. Would you allow let's say you were out of shape and you wanted to lose weight. Would you hire an overweight trainer? Fuck no, you wouldn't. Mm-hmm. You want a person that works hard, that has stood the test of time, who has been in shape for a while, who could whip you into shape. You're not going out looking for a fat trainer. And I guarantee you the same people that's like, body shaming me, body shaming me. I bet you won't hire a fat trainer. Yeah. I bet you won't hire a fat trainer. A hundred percent. Is that body shaming a trainer? <laughs> I, don't I, don't, I don't know. You got to. When you go into a job interview, you're going to dress up nice, right? Got to know when to hold them. Got to know when to fold them, I guess. Yeah. Got to know when to walk away. Yeah. Know when to fold them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but that's my point, man. Is Who the fuck are you when no one's watching? You can say and do all this shit, but if if you can't, if it's not, if it, if it's not materializing, then ultimately you're full of shit. Yeah. I think, uh. Who you are when no who I am when I'm just sitting in this office by myself is like the real version of myself. You know what I mean? It's uh when I'm fucked up, that's the real me. Okay. (laughs) That's gonna sound like Bumblebee over here. (laughs) This nigga can only talk in song form. Uh, uh, but um that's the that's the real version uh of whomever because it's we even think about this one time in. Band I hope camp. this is not, huh? One time in band camp. <laughs> no, nah, I never went to band camp. But I hope this is not like saying too much. One time I was uh, I was editing a video for Kevin Edwards, and um, this is not even about Kevin Edwards at all. But he, um, it was a it was a vlog, and it was it was so strange to me like seeing the behind the scenes of a YouTuber um, because uh, at one point. He had started the vlog off. It was like, yo, you know, I don't know what he said. Say mad, whatever. It's like, yo, what's up, people? How you doing out there in the world? You know, this is Kevin Edwards. And then he kind of messed up on the first take of it. So he started over. And um, I say that to say, like, when it comes to Instagram or Facebook or whatever, the the version that you're giving to that social media is going to be the best version of yourself. It's not going to be the authentic you or like even on this podcast, it's a little bit different because we fumble over our words. We use yeah. words incorrectly. We laugh. We make yeah. bad jokes the whole nine. So you're going to get more of an authentic version of us here. But what happens on <clears throat> Social media, you can curate it in a way to make your life look like anything yeah, you, you want it to be. Like if I 
really wanted to make myself look like I'm out really out here, like a millionaire or whatever. Oh, I could, you could do it. I could easily do that. You know, just curate my backdrops to make it look like something. I could get a little bit of money and stack it on a thing and, and make it look like something. I could yeah. put, put my stock portfolio up on the screen when I'm talking and, you know, got my Robin Hood, you know, in the back of me when I'm talking. It's just like stuff like that people can do. Um, but what you realize is that all of that stuff is not real because when yep. I'm by myself, that's not even it. like, I don't think about that stuff at mm-hmm. all. I'm, I'm more goal oriented. I want to, you know, grow the podcast. I want to grow, you know, I want to make movies. I want to write films and the whole nine. Um, but it's, it's, it's very dangerous um, thinking about stuff like that because when you do show these things, like think about a, a Instagram post is like a minute, or you can you can make it a little bit longer if you put it on IGTV or something like right. that. Your Instagram story is I don't know how many how long is the Instagram story? Uh, fuck, I don't know. Fifteen seconds or something like that. Yeah, or <clears throat> yeah, something like that. Yeah, so that's you're you're putting these minute, two minute, fifteen second clips of your day in your um. It's uh, it's it's just basically like an all a lie, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and what happens too is that there's this uh, this social pressure that goes along with yes. that. Like you're kind of like you feel like you're keeping up with the Joneses instead of yeah, you know, instead of living your truth. And I think like you know you you had mentioned before like you would um you got caught up in posting about the gym. Meanwhile, you're taking cheat meals or you know you may be mm-hmm. uh you know heading to jack in the box right after you post that video or something yeah. like that let, let me give you that example many years ago um I, I basically i went on a cut and i got in the shape of my life but before that i was still going to the gym but i kind of plateaued i wasn't getting way better or way worse and you know i would talk about going hard and this is where some of the example comes from i feel like i feel like that i was disingenuous to a certain extent because <clears throat> i would be going to the gym and posting and this we're talking what like eight years ago so I'll be posting, you know, motivation, this, that, and the third. I was one of those motherfuckers, right? And then, like, after that, I'd be eating some bullshit or uh, not doing what I was supposed to do. And that's what people do when they're full of shit. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to put out a perception. See, you can carve out whoever you want to be on social media, right? You can carve it out. All you got to do is just sell it good. You sell it good, they would be like... Wow, Eddie, I wish I was motivated like you. I need to get in the gym. And it's like, that's not the good. That's not good. Because mm-hmm. you over here thinking that I'm so fucking great. Mm-hmm. But actually, I'm over here eating a double cheeseburger with a large fry, two tacos, a chicken nugget, and some ranch. And you're not posting that. And I'm not posting that. <clears throat> I'm not posting the bullshit that I was eating. Mm-hmm. I'm not posting the fact that, you know, um, I, I wasn't going as hard as I should have. Mm-hmm. I'm only posting the highlights. Yeah. And that's not what life is about. Life is about all them in-betweens. The nuance. Yes. It's, it's, life is extremely nuanced. Yeah. So you can't sit here, uh, you know, uh, cutting off, a, uh, cutting and trimming stories off. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think um, kind of to your point, like people should focus on presenting the, the result more yeah. than the, the journey. Because the right. journey, the journey has ebbs and flows. Right. Like, um, you know, when you talk about working out, um, even even for me, I'm not a person that I don't 
work out seven days a week or anything like that. But I do try to get some some uh, some running in. I do a lot of like body weight stuff, Um, but I don't even post about it because I'm not. First of all, like if I did, it would come off as, you know, inauthentic in a sense, because it would come off like I I know for a fact I don't work out as much as I want to or I should be. So if I'm posting, you know, my workouts, it will just look like like I'm really out here doing something when in reality I want to do a lot more. Um, And so that like I say that we should just post the results because like it's it's a lot of stuff that me and Eddie work on. And, you know, we're not doing this like day to day update on what we're doing because it some days I may wake up and I'm just chilling like. Saturday or yesterday, I spent the whole day just watching TV. But if I made it look like I was working on music or working on podcast topics or something like that, that's what it, what it could really look like, bro. I, man, the worst one I hate is is I've seen people like they'll post on Facebook like I'm up late working on a business plan right now. Niggas ain't working on no business, and plans. it's like who are you trying to sell <clears throat> this shit to? Yeah, people. And, the thing about that too, that idea, the business plan um, thing. Is that like you can plan till you blew in the face? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Right. You know, when are you going to get your LLC? When are you going to, you know, build your website? When are you right. going to open your brick and mortar? Right. Uh, yeah. A plan. A plan without like what they say. Um. Uh. What is it? A dream without a plan is just a wish or some shit like that. I think a plan without action is a dream. Yeah. Something like one that. of them. Either something one. Like yeah. all, all of them is black. Yeah. Bad. They all remixes of one another. We all know that motherfucker that has a bunch of ideas, but mm-hmm. they haven't gotten one thing off the ground. Yeah. Right. And it's it's ridiculous. Niggas will idea you to death. Yeah. I got this idea. Look, look, look. So y'all do y'all podcast, right? But what you can do is if you, I'm just like, bro, you don't have a podcast. You don't have any platform. You don't have. Don't tell me shit. Some dude call, uh, he, he messaged me and I won't say his name, but he messaged me on Facebook it sounded really it sounded kind of like he was trying to get in my pants low key wow like, <laughs> he, he was like he heard you was thick <laughs> walking up the stairs over here <laughs> but um he messaged me he was like yo what's up man how you doing you know the whole small talk and then uh from there he was like um like basically asked me what I do for a living I told him you know I do videos and I have my own business and this kind of stuff and then he was like, oh, it's cool. Like, so what is it like? Is it like drop shipping and stuff like that? I was like, no, nah, not exactly. It's a little bit different. And then he said, um, this is when I felt like it was getting a little bit like it's, it sounded real like um, homoerotic or what? Nah, I wouldn't call it that. I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking, but I'm just for the sake of the story. I'm trying to make it funny. Uh-huh. Like he tried to. This was where the flirting came in at. He was like, are you a person interested in starting new businesses or like venture off into you know, uh, new ideas. Are you, do you seem like, you know, are, do you think you're that kind of person? Are you open? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> yeah. So that, and then, and then basically he was like, yo, I would love to meet up with you via zoom or in person to talk about some sort of business venture or something like that. And I was like, I just entertained it. I was like, yeah, sure. Like, let's do a zoom thing. And uh, we set up a date. And then I think when the date had came, I actually had something else to do. Um, but I don't even know where I was going with that story. But I just remember I got so annoyed because um, we exchanged information so he could send me the Zoom link and whatnot. And then uh, he had hit me up and he was like, hey, when can we reschedule? I think I got busy. So I didn't even message him back. But um, one day he just called me and I was like, like, why are you? We never we hadn't even spoken on the phone before. Like, why are you calling me? 
I didn't answer it, but I was just like, what the heck? Yeah, well, I mean, I, my wife said she loves black men, and I've always wanted to make my wife happy. <laughs> I was wondering if I could watch you guys. Uh, yeah, cuck. Yeah, like, that'd be crazy if he was in. He was trying to like try out people for this new porn company he had. Yeah, he'd be like, well, um, I, I, you said you were open to new things. <laughs> like, here's my wife, Chelsea. You're like, hey, man, if you don't leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> Uh, I hate to break it to you, but I work for Bang Bros. <laughs> that was crazy. That'd be nuts, bro. Imagine you get an inbox like, hey, man, we love your podcast. We love what you guys do. Uh, I'm in, uh, Right now, I'm an executive at, at uh, Brazzers. And you're uh, like, what? We'd love Dang. to have you guys podcast on our platform. Can you imagine if they had a new platform, Brazzers but it was a porn? Podcast? I would do it. Fuck it. Dang. I would do it. That might be, it might be lucrative, man. That might be lit. If you had like a a, a platform, but it's not like it's porn though. It's just the platform is like this large porn, like browsers or Bang Bros. They just got but a it's just podcast network. Yeah, yeah, they should do that. I don't know. If that's they'd... uh, that's uh, you know how like uh, was it browsers? They were trying to buy the Miami football stadium. Yeah, it's crazy. It's similar to that. They wanted to call it the Browser Stadium or some shit. <laughs> or like Red, Red Bull has like a, a record label now. So really, oh, they do. Mm-hmm. It was nuts. Is like it was crazy. Is is it's like uh, porn is like everyone's deep dark secret. But yeah. the, the amount of people in America that watch porn is just astronomical. Yeah, it's like a lot. Definitely of, astronomical. Yeah, a lot of astronomical. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. Um, <laughs> Yeah, not much left here. You guys get the gist of it. Make sure make sure you're doing uh not so much just doing what you say, but holding yourself accountable when no one's there to see you. When there's no when the cameras aren't on and and you don't have your phone taking pictures of you, you cannot lie to you. You can lie yeah. to everyone else. You can't lie to you. You know you're not putting in the work you should be doing. You know mm-hmm. that you're not sticking to your diet. You know that you're fucking uh, other people behind your wife's back you yeah. know all these things you know these things are going on so it's like instead of instead of having to fabricate a lifestyle how about you really be the person that you're putting on social media and by the way once you become that person you won't feel so obligated to prove it yeah you won't need a post on social media i think uh i think a lot of people out there genuinely feel like posting on social media is something that's going to hold them accountable. Yes, that's ridiculous. But that's not real. That's Whatever not real. what a a a to-do list, um a goal, a set of goals, something that you've written down, mm-hmm. um a mindset shift, these are all things that's going to, you know, make you uh fulfill the the things that you're trying to do, not post it on Instagram or whatever cuz it's it's just we know we all know how fake Instagram is. We know that the pictures on there are, you know, photoshopped a lot of times. We all know that there's filters over a lot of these pictures. Um, people are posting the highlights of their life, which is yes. which is fine. You do, you can do whatever you want to, but don't get that fooled with that's the real world or this is the place to go to when you want right. something authentic. That, yeah, it's totally not not mm-hmm. at all. I don't believe half the shit that people put on there. And another thing, I'm just gonna come out and say it. I, I look, I think people are well intentioned. And I've talked about this many times on this podcast. But I hate it when people will do something, even when something is positive, it'll be something great. And then they tag like 98 people. Yeah. 
it's like I don't want to be bothered with these notifications. Mm-hmm. I appreciate the fact that you're doing something great. Yeah. But then you, what you're also doing is you're force feeding people to <clears throat> see you in this light. That's not very organic. Yeah. I feel like in real life, you can't ta- you can't be like, you can't grab 98 people to watch you do something positive. Yeah. But I think that social media has created a world where that is a real thing. Yeah. I think I think people should start treating social media more like real life. It and should. you referenced it earlier as far as like dudes getting in girls' inboxes and saying like, yo, you got a fat ass or something like that. That's not normal. Uh, yeah, exactly. Most dudes wouldn't do that in real life. So I feel like your social media personality should be similar or the same as how you would carry yourself in the real world. So for me, you know, we we do the podcast, we do the whole nine. Um, I wouldn't, in real life, I wouldn't, every person I walk by on the street, like, hey, here's my podcast, here's my podcast, here's yeah, my podcast. ridiculous. So I'm not going to do that no. on social media. No, it's the same way even with like dick pics. Like back in the day, you sent a dick pic, which is extremely immature. Yeah. And you do it. You wouldn't do that in real life. You wouldn't walk around and pull your penis out. Oh, no. Yeah. So it's like, why the fuck are you doing this shit online? That's true. I'm guilty of it. I've done yeah, it. Yeah, I've definitely sent some dick pics. <laughs> I have this joke. I say, uh, <laughs> I used to send a lot of dictures, but I haven't sent a dick pic in a decade. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 is the woman to be like, oh my god, I hate dick pics. Dick pics are terrible. You shouldn't be sending that. And it's like, okay, cool. But then I remember getting so many unsolicited nudes from women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unsolicited nudes like titties and asses. And I was, I didn't ask for that. There was this girl, uh, and I won't say her name, but she was she was at the well when we were doing the open mic, mm-hmm. and she was telling this joke about unsolicited dick pics and how she didn't appreciate it and basically her joke was like I got a dick pic from this guy and then I forwarded it to his family or something like that but she was like when she was up there she was describing it she was like yeah you know ladies we we hate these unsolicited dick pics and then there was one girl who was like nah I got some I got some good ones I got some good dick pics before <laughs> I was like oh damn uh, I got some big ones before it's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be one and then one time, uh, I remember we were at a comedy show, and uh, this girl, they said, like, uh, you know what the best birth control is? And then some girl in the audience screamed out, anal! Dang. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that was crazy. Yo, she's right, though. Yeah. Can't get no booty hole pregnant. Yeah, man. Um, we're switching gears. We're going to go ahead and end it right here. Um, we actually do care what people say. Mm-hmm. Um, and... The reason why I say that is because we commonly say, I don't give a fuck what they say about me, but I don't think that's true. I think I care. Keith cares. We all care. And certain things don't make us feel the greatest. <clears throat> I think we should own those moments, though. We shouldn't try to hide behind. I don't care what nobody say about me. And I don't think that's true. I don't even think that's how human beings are made up. Yeah. I think there's a there's a probably a small number of human beings that can move like that. But for the most part. The way people say certain things or the way they get under your skin, it doesn't always make you feel good, Mm -hmm. you know, and you have to own that moment and say, look, I feel like this for this and I'm just going to have to let it go. Yeah. I think most people, 
the way they communicate, um, especially if you're not self-aware, you tend to like say the opposite of what you really mean. Right. So a lot of dudes like somebody could like Lizzo, for instance, when she uh, dealt with all the backlash of the, the basketball game and stuff like that. She oh, was, God. She was making it seem like she didn't care. And then like halfway through the conversation, she was tearing up and crying and all this kind yeah, of stuff. It's like you do care. It was like, yeah. I'm, and I so, just took a DNA test. Turns out I'm 100 percent. No pants. <laughs> 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 but uh, <laughs> Go ahead, Keith. I, I just think that people um, I think they would be better served to just be real about these situations like by right. just saying you care um, so I think that's one thing like the, just the lack of self-awareness that people exude when they when they say they don't care right um, because I think even even saying you don't care is acknowledging something that you saying you don't care yes. about. Um, so that's one thing. And then on top of that, um, it's like I know I know for even even for me, I, I tend to be a person that um, I, I don't um, give a lot of energy to people's opinions um, in most cases. And sometimes like. What happens is it just depends on the day. I, I remember when we, we, we made our movie um, Confessions with me, DJ and Chris, we we uh, we shot it. We posted it and it was, you know, we had our uh, we had like a rollout, which was which, which was pretty cool. Um, and we posted it on Facebook and stuff like that. And then somebody because in the movie, we kind of quote um, Usher's confession song. Right. So we we uh, we use the, the we use the the dialogue verbatim in the movie. And it was kind of a joke. It wasn't like we were stealing or anything. It was just an illusion. Um, and somebody had uh, seen the movie on Facebook and they were like, yo, this is like, you know, that's not really creative. You guys just stole a uh, thing. I don't even think that's funny. Like whatever they said, they basically weren't um, entertained by the fact that we stole like our used Usher's uh, dialogue from his song or from the intro to a song. And when I seen it, it didn't really affect me. I was just like, that's just her opinion. You know what I mean? A lot of people like the movie, so it's okay. And that's one person out of however many, you know, thousands of people have watched it and whatnot. So in that moment, like I was, I was chill. I didn't, I can genuinely say I didn't care about that person's opinion, but like I had posted a, uh, a thing on TikTok where I made this beat and I've been doing a lot of like posting a lot of uh, beats that I've made on TikTok, um, just getting familiar with the platform and stuff like that. So what I would normally do is like I do an intro like, yo, what's up? You know, my name is Keith. I made this beat today. Blah, blah, blah. It's a boy K Fings. So I, I do that and then I flip the camera over to the computer. And what I used to have this, uh, this, um, it's like a, uh, cover for the keyboard. It's I don't like a plastic cover for to prevent dust and stuff from getting in there. So when I posted it, it got it got a decent amount of views, like six hundred views or like five hundred views or something like that. So it was it was pretty. It got it got some decent traction, and a lot of people were liking it. People were commenting on it, like "Yo, this beat is dope." Uh, blah blah blah. And one dude got on there and was like, "Yo, your keyboard is sus." And basically, he was alluding to the fact that my keyboard. It, it's basically if there's moisture underneath the 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 keyboard cover thing, it looks kind of weird. And he commented on that, and I like it. It low key like very minimally. It it but it did affect my mood when I seen it because you got you can imagine like I'm getting a lot of love and people are like, "Yo, this beat is dope. This beat is dope." And then one person comments on something that has nothing to do with the music. 
So for me, that that changed my mood. But what I did was I I I just I stepped away. Like I got off a, I got off a of TikTok and I just you know went back to working on whatever I was working on. And then I went back and then I I responded to dude and I just told him like ah you know I just cleaned it right now kind of thing. But if I would have responded in that moment, I would have I would have probably said something like disrespectful or something that had nothing to do with, you know, the whole conversation. So I say that all that to say, like, it's it's perfectly fine. We are we are all um, affected by people's opinions. Like someone has told me something about a logo or a song or right. a video or whatever. And I'm just like, you know, it, 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 it affects you. But I think the power in this whole conversation is the fact that we recognize that it does affect you. Yes. Mm-hmm. And as the great John Legend would say, we're just ordinary people. <laughs> we don't know which way to go. That's probably one of my favorite John Legend songs. Yeah, I like that song too. Take it slow. Oh. Remember the Atheon Croc? That's what I'm about thing? to get to. It song. really made me laugh too because he was really be like, oh. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> my balls are so close. <laughs> 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 oh my god and my pants are on tight oh my balls are so glue avion crockett is hilarious he's man. hilarious he's doing kevin samuels recently yeah ma'am 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 <laughs> that was hilarious. is funny man yeah well uh looks like we're getting to the end of this episode man if you made it to the end we appreciate you Thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Fings. We're out of here. Peace.